Can people hear us? Oh, they can. Can they see us? Nope. Can they see because we're me? <laughs> they cannot see you. Can they see? Do they cannot... you see? Sorry. You don't see anything except for our logo. I'm just trying to say, Geek, welcome to tonight's uh, Dreadlord. I don't know. We're not even Dreadlord's Geeky Gamer pod podcast. We're just no. What's Dreadlord? Geeky Gamers that podcast. Uh, this this happens every every week Thursdays seven ish p.m. Eastern Tan Standard Time um, in the evening. Thank you to our Patreon members, Oops. Tim Roberts, Daniel Holker, and Nostalgic for helping these this magic happen as well as art media production by Couchfire Media and uh all the other crap comes with the Toirible Productions. Whoever the That's right, Toirible Productions. The most uh active. Mostest, very active. Uh, no reason to be be <laughs> like that. And thank you uh to our awesome guest tonight. Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, uh, we on this cast, this cast, this podcast. Hmm. What a weird word, podcast. Yeah. Cast we've got pod. we've got Ken Howell. Ken, who are you? I don't even know anymore. Who are you? In this in this post COVID generation, I don't know who I am. I feel like I'm I'm a meat puppet that that roams around. <laughs> Former journalist and 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 now podcaster about a subject matter that I am not entirely aware of of exactly what's going on. So I'm going to go away. <laughs> I am Generation X, deep yeah. into it, and not not to date me. Uh, <laughs> But really, I'm more interested in Hulker and and who who the sponsor is. Yeah, Hulker, who are uh, you? Tonight. And Hulker, who's the sponsor for tonight? My name is Daniel, and some would say that my generation is known as the Oregon Trail generation, not millennials, not Gen X. We oftentimes <laughs> end up on one or the other, depending upon where exactly people draw the line. Uh, but we're called the Oregon Trail Generation because, well, we grew up with, uh, we started with the Oregon Trail and now we're, we've got iPhones. <laughs> Our sponsor tonight <clears throat> is End User License Agreements. Don't worry about it, let's just move on. Just click okay, don't worry about what's in there, let's move on. It's not going to come back back to you. Don't worry about it. Just click OK. Just click it. Will, click OK. It's been right, clicked. Don't read it. All right. What is this motorcycle picture that I have to click? God damn it. Hey, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the language in there. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and last but not least, Mr. McNeil almost... Soon to be Dr. McNeil. Who are you? I certainly you? hope so. Well, Jeffrey McNeil, I have a publication. I have one. That's that's what I am right now. Now, um, I am 
Well, I'm complete. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, check that out. So, um, what am I? I mean, if, if I'm being honest, I'm a school teacher. Uh, I teach 10th grade English at a rural high school in southeastern Kentucky to 90% or so population in poverty. Uh, previously, a school principal at an affluent international school in China. Yeah, World China. different. No, China. I'm in the uh, death throes of immigration for my wife as she is desperately trying to get here with my super cute one-year-old baby so that we mm -hmm. can actually hang out. Um, I am not almost a doctor. Uh, I am still clawing, climbing my way into the realm of the PhD. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, mm -hmm. When I'm not teaching or, uh, you know, playing patty cake, I am gaming and, um, you know, reading. I really do. I'm also an avid traveler, a ardent reader, or should I say an avid, an avid reader, an ardent traveler. We'll say that. And a struggling home cook. There we go. You can cook. Your cooking skills are, are legit. Sometimes. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, this is, this is a cooking show now. Uh, mm. I was trying to cook, <clears throat> which is always a harrowing experience. I was, I was cooking rice and some people will be like, oh yeah, rice is easy. But, and rice is easy to cook, but there are ways to cook rice, specific ways to cook rice. So this is what I do. I put it in the bowl or whatever vessel it is, put the water in, wash it around, drain it. And I do this three times. Then I pick out any, you know, issues and then I go you there forth. I learned this from you. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the method I know as well. And I'll, and I'll tell you, uh, rice is not easy to cook. Mm. My wife, who is Korean, growing up cooking and eating rice every single day, can pretty much only use a rice cooker. So <laughs> whenever it gets to, you know, doing it by eye or boiling it and measuring, she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know the, the ratio or anything. So Right, right. Well, it's, it's your index finger, right? It's that first knuckle. That that's how I was taught for Basmati. I I have uh, so I used to. I mean, I, I know some friends of mine who are from India, and they had this weird method. They would just take uh, a giant glass bowl, and it's almost like I don't, I don't know how they did it, but they just threw in a bunch of of uh, Basmati rice and water, and then like, like like they put their hand in it, and they said okay, and I guess they're like okay, good, stick in the microwave. And then 15 minutes later, it was better than anything I ever made. <laughs> wow. Well, Dude, you know. my, my experience with making rice is, is that you go to the aisle where the rice is and the Kroger's and you, you like it comes in this packet and it's got spices in it and you just look, rip open the top <laughs> and you pour it into boiling water and you just kind of walk away until all the water's gone. And it's rice. <laughs> it's rice. Well, I want to say it's like sushi cooks. Sushi cooks? Sushi is that is that a thing, sushi cook? Uh sushi yeah. chef 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 sushi. Mm, sure. Uh this could be complete bullshit. Someone it could should be a sous chef. 
Oh my god. Uchi, Seth, Chef. They they yeah. got those big rice containers. When I worked as a, a busboy in a Thai restaurant for a while, and that was different food than I didn't make that rice, but they they were they had those what you were talking about those big mm. rice. Vat. What I'm talking about big is uh, rice. I think in like proper like Kill Bill style yeah. sushi places, it takes you like years of just doing the rice before you can get to the fish cutting. And this could be complete bullshit, but I think it's 11 years. I don't know why. It's probably like three months. For some reason, in my mind, it's like 11 fucking years. You're like fucking cooking the shit out of rice. I bet that I bet there's be probably that... You can't be a woman. <laughs> what? I bet there's probably that one guy who tells you that it's 11 years, and it really was 11 years for him, and they're, and everyone else is just laughing at him. They're like, ah, yeah, we're going to keep him there for 11 years. <laughs> I mean, if it's a good gig, it's a good gig. It's whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so we're not going to continue talking about sushi, although I did just have some badass sushi. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what are you drinking? We're all from uh, Kentucky. We're yeah, all from uh, fucking Kentucky. Holy shit. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, I am drinking Old Granddad 114. <clears throat> now, Old Granddad, this is not old. There's a lot of the, the, the there's there's at least three bourbons that have similar names, right? Grand, Grandpappy? Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, I, right? there are there's several of those. Yeah, the, the Van Winkles. Yeah. Okay. There's Old Granddad. There's another one that's a much cheaper version, and I, I forget what it's called. Uh, is that like Old Forester? Is that the one you're thinking Maybe. of? Maybe. Anyway, Old, Old Granddad 114 okay. is solid. It's solid. Yeah, Old it's Forester's first time I've had it. Right. Old Forester's all right. I don't know, I'm what just do trying think? to think what of one. What do you think of the 114? Oh, it's great. Um, I mean, I, I like kind of barrel strengths, so, mm. you know. Nothing like a, a slap in the mouth. It reminds me of my granddad, so yeah. Uh, what do you uh how do you drink your bourbon? Do you do it uh just like that? Do you do it neat? Do you do it on rocks? What do you do? Wet. Wet. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's wet, I'm, I'm fine. I mean I would probably eat it if it were dry, but I mean uh so yeah, anyway. I mean normally I just I know honestly, uh just neat. I usually just pour it in a glass. Um if it's if it's higher proof, it's if it's bottle and bond or if it's barrel strength, which I don't know if it's this, that's the same thing. Um, I know bottle and bond is usually a hundred proof, I believe, and I think the history behind it is there was fuckery, and so to ensure that your bourbon was not cut with water or something else, they like sealed up the the barrel room and so they're like oh it's bottled and bond it's something along those lines does anyone know am i making this up totally i am a bartender right. that's where i've come from yeah anyway <clears throat> if you get the bottled and bond old bardstown which is it's like 22 to 25 dollars max it's solid it's solid bourbon um and i hate admitting it Evan it's good it's so good i hate admitting it. <laughs> it's so this good is 13 dollars 
Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone should ever feel bad because honestly, I mean, if you have a bourbon from Kentucky, at least this is how it used to be. Um, even the bad bourbons were it was still good whiskey. You know, right. I mean, right. I, I I could never I could never handle Jim Beam because that's what you know my my drunk father yeah. used to drink uh, all the time. But I'm sure if you know if he had been a different man, Jim Beam would have been fine. You know. No, <laughs> that, 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 like two two jokes of, about abuse uh, that I've already made. We're all, all right. from Kentucky. That's We're right. all from Kentucky. You know what yes, I'm talking you. about, all of you. Jim Beam. That's right. It's 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 a hard drink. That's a hard pass. Like I I'll drink it if like Beam that's sucks. what there is. But you know I I almost have more nostalgia for Kentucky gentlemen than Jim mm. Beam, oh, and that's KG, harsh. Baby. Yeah, that's all. That's, Dude, that's super harsh. I went out to a place. So I'm in LA, and uh, I go LA. to I go to bars. LA, I go to bars in the valley, mm-hmm. and they they all have like crazy drinks, you know, cocktail drinks, and like you're in like a a dive bar, and they're like, "Do you want a paper plane?" And it's like like that's a I don't know if you all know that's that's a pre prohibition style drink. Like that's actually an actual cocktail. And we're in a dive bar. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Give me the fucking paper plane. They pull out. So the paper plane is. Uh, they That's a bourbon drink. <clears throat> they pull out straight up. Ancient age. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Uh, I don't want the paper plane. I don't want the paper plane. And they're like, no, 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 this is good stuff. <laughs> well, see, that's what my dad switched to when he, like, after he, he, he switched jobs, he didn't have as much money anymore. He, he downgraded oh. from Jim Beam to ancient age. So. Anything that comes in plastic, man. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Jim Beam comes in plastic. Yeah, Jim Beam blows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think I have, uh, <clears throat> I think I've had extended family or friends that have made all of that at some point for as like jobs. Yeah. But you have like a thousand cousins. Like really? I'm sure you do like, too, right? No, 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 no. Hulker literally like he goes to a reunion, a reunion and like meets my friends. Cause they're all fucking related to him. Like seriously, how, what is your family? Like, like how many cousins do you actually have? So both like, by first ten- cousins, right? Like, yeah. Okay, so the way it works is uh, I'm just going to go with true first cousins. Both of my parents are one of eight. Uh, so they each had seven siblings. And I think I have true first cousins, not including their children. Uh, probably around 31. True and, first cousins. Yeah, and of course they've got families of their own now. And uh, if you, which are still first cousins, they're just removed. First cousins once removed, yeah. but there's 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 been several branches of second cousins that we kind of kept up with over the years. I went to a family reunion in 2011, and there was about 80 people there, and they said turnout was pretty light. It's a big fucking family, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ancient age is some bullshit. Um, you know what else is some bullshit? So when I was living. In your house, Jeff, <clears throat> uh, I w- I went to the CVS down the way, and I was like, which is stupid because CVS is like crazy expensive. 
but as in compared to other stuff. But I was lazy, so I went to the CVS. And I was like, oh, I'll go in, get some bourbon, looking around. And I found this one bourbon bottle. The bottle's cool. It was like $12 for a fifth. I'll get that. Very old Barton. Mm. So I had very old Barton. And I messaged Nigel. I was like, hey, man, check out this bourbon. And he was like, oh, yeah, don't drink that. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. That's the entire story. Then I found $5 yeah. in the bottle, and it was a good story. In the bottle. So yeah. we know tons of – I've drank Jeff's bourbon. Uh, I visited you in <clears throat> Shanghai. Mm. Uh, it was you, me, Derek Thomas – uh, Telvin, who else was there? Uh, Richard. We gamed for like two weeks. Or, was it one week? One solid week of gaming? Or was it two weeks? Because I was there for three I weeks. Thought it was, I think it was two. I'm not I think sure, it was though. two weeks. And <clears throat> so we're actually going to get into the gaming part of this. This is my segue. So I roll in. I'm leaving China. Like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done with it. Goodbye. But first... I'm going to go visit Jeff. Now, Jeff lives in an incredibly small town. Jeff, go. Oh, uh, Zhangjiagang. It's uh, 1.2 million people. But it feels like a little town. It, like I know that seems like a lot to, you know, your listeners' uh, dumb American ears, but that's like straight up a small town. Nothing. It's nothing. <clears throat> like, Zhangjiagang is like, like Chinese people don't know about it. They're like, where? Yeah. And they live next to it. Like to get from Shanghai, which is, I don't, I don't understand the scope of Shanghai. Like, so I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. People are like, this city's big and it is big. It is big, but I'm like, what would you say? I said it's 22 million people big. Yeah. In the metropolitan area. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is big. Holker, how big is LA? Uh, okay. So LA County has around 10 or 10 or 10 or 12 million and uh it really depends upon how you define la if you if you go from say uh say simi valley down to down into orange county and 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 some of the inland empire i think you're probably getting around 16 million people uh but you're, but not, gonna, you're not gonna count old uh orange county w would you would you can if you were gonna say hey this is la would you count orange county i'm talking about it, it just depends. I mean, Orange County and and then uh, also, I mean, the L.A. County. I mean, I think the greater L.A. County, it's basically a megalopolis. It doesn't stop. I mean, there's no there's no boundaries where the city starts and stops. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. You can drive to San Diego, basically, and um, not leave a city. And I, Yeah, still I, see houses. Yeah. Um, no, that's for real. But anyway, I, to to my point, Shanghai, for definitions, put yeah. that at around 36 million. So I'm in LA rolling around. And people are like, this place is really big. And I'm like, but I don't think it's as big as Shanghai. Now, that could be completely bullshit. But for real, like, I don't know how to how else to describe shanghai except 
uh, the intro scene to Blade Runner. Like that. I mean, it's it's not as it's actually not as smoggy, but and there's not you know not like fire plumes coming out of buildings anymore. But anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like for real, like you're driving on an LA freeway, <clears throat> going through like spaghetti bullshit, and like it's like you're going up, but you're going down, and there's buildings, and it just keeps on going. And then it kind of ends and and you feel like you're in this massive city and it's all changing and there's all these weird people, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm talking to my lady friend, my girlfriend, who is from L.A. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is wild for you, isn't it? And I'm like, I mean, the buildings don't light up. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Jeff, are you in I, Northern Hunan? <laughs> he was us. No, no, he was are, in Shanghai. I mean, you know, Zhang Jia. Zheng Jia Gong. Yeah. Zheng Jia yeah. is uh, uh, like a park. Oh. It's a big park here. Yeah. So I, was, I, was in, yeah. I was in a much smaller place that no one knows about Zheng Jia Gong. Yeah. If you go to, is it Wuxi? Yep. Yeah. Wuxi uh, Holker. That, that's the city that you would find that's near Zheng Jia Gong. With Zheng Jia Gong, it, it's got to be near water, right? Yeah. There's the, that's like a, the <clears throat> mouth of the Yangs there. Yeah, so um, in Chinese, Hong Kong, Kong is the Cantonese for gong, which means a bay. So, Xiang Gong, it's like floral or scented bay or something. Zhang Jia Gong, I can't yeah. remember what it means. But I figured it was near water. Anyway, whatever. My point, Shanghai's fucking huge. So, you go to Shanghai. Two hours later, you're near the edge of Shanghai. And what do you have to do to get to Zhang Jia Gong? Oh, okay. Well... I mean, probably the way that you went, uh, you probably went out to one of the major bus stations and took a bus for two hours. Uh, now you can take the metro all the way out and then switch over. There's and there's a train you can take. Really? Um, yeah, it, it started right before I left. Man, China's infrastructure is crazy good. Yes. It is so yes, good. It is. Like seriously, like we just don't understand. And and sitting here in LA, I am gonna get into gaming. But first, I'm gonna bitch about LA traffic. <laughs> <laughs> when I bitch about LA traffic out here, people get so pissed. Ken, you lived out here yeah, for a while. I did. What do you think about was... LA traffic? I don't live in LA uh, now. Uh, and it's in part because every time I'd get a new job, I would move from where I lived to closer to where the job was, mm. because I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend an hour a day and and traffic. It was just it was yeah. awful. Or no, I mean an hour one direction, so two hours a day. Right. Um, right. And traffic. People it's, live it's on the, the reason. It's the reason my old car, the car I my I killed my car commuting. I had an old Plymouth Grand Voyager with cruise control, but you didn't use it. So I bought a new car, which was a little tiny car that you could park anywhere. I mean, give me a space this big and I could park it. It was like a smart car on steroids. Um, and it didn't have cruise control. So I had to, you know, because you didn't need it in LA because of the traffic, because you just needed a brake and then you just take your foot off the brake and then roll <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> I do things now like that piss people off 
as an LA driver in Kentucky, where you know how like people like love to to floor it to the stoplight, like to travel as fast as humanly possible and slam yeah. on their brakes. Yeah, I don't do that. I just ease off the brake a long time before. And 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 so like people are moving like by me at 30, 40 miles an hour. I'm just cruising in because I know I am. You're not going to get through the light. It's just not going to happen. If you were in L.A., you just run it. Mm. <laughs> no, there'd be anyway. people stuck in the middle of the intersection. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, my entire point of all this. Um, so you what I did, you get into Shanghai two hours later. I think I took a bus first to Wuxi. I think that's what I did because I know I went to Wuxi. Then I either jumped on a train or I took a bus. I can't remember the order. Uh, got the Zhang Jiagong. Jeff met me. I hadn't seen you in. This is before the gaming event. This is right when I got back to China. <clears throat> I hadn't seen you in like four or five years. I think it was four years. Because it was to end of 2013 to uh, end of 2017. And you met me at that, like, there's like this sort of outdoor mall. And we immediately, like I got out, had my dumb fucking jacket on, like all my bullshit from the airport. And we went to this upstairs I can't remember the, 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 I want to say ethnic restaurant, but we were in fucking China. As in it was ethnic, meaning it was not Chinese. Like an Indian restaurant or something. It was upstairs? Yeah, we went upstairs. Big booth. It was you, me, um, Eric with a C, I think. I feel like Richard was there bunch of people i didn't know at the time at any rate we hung out got a shit ton of food weak ass beer uh and fucking chilled and then you and i went to japan oh right that's when we went to okinawa yeah and we saw that horrible movie star wars <laughs> the last jedi oh man yeah and walked out and we're like i forgot this about face that. this for face for about two hours did you watch the whole movie? Yeah. Well, so then that they did they did better than some of my films. <laughs> Self diss. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, anyway, fast forward a year. I am done living uh, in China at the time. I'm like I'm piecing out. Jeff, we're gonna hang out. Three weeks. Two of those weeks we game and in those two weeks you made uh fuck what was the name of the game it wasn't cursed cursed oh quest 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 fucking awesome game out of nowhere it's like you went and took a shit and made a fucking ta tabletop rpg it's where i do my best thinking yeah it was awesome uh still have the, the, the video online oh so, man couple good ones yeah tell me tell us about some gaming jeff because i need to know how you started out what is the actual question that i have i think i sent it to you start from the beginning 
Surfing yeah. beginnings. What? Uh, well, your experience in gaming in general with TTRPGs. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, get this. Thirty years ago. Can you believe it? Is, is it maybe a little bit more than thirty years ago? Um, growing up in Kentucky uh, with a bunch of uh, Protestants around me, it was during that whole like satanic panic thing. So, uh, the first year or so that a couple of people that I knew started playing, I didn't play because I was scared of it. I thought it was like it was the devil. Um, so I actually I started playing like legitimately. I was, I was like eleven or twelve years old. Mm. So I was like in sixth grade. I was going to the local library on Friday nights. Um, and it's where like I met the first group of, of gamers and it was all, you know, old school gaming. And that's where I kind of fell in love with everything. Uh, now I tried the game before that, uh, you know, played Marvel games, like the Marvel superheroes and things like that. But I don't really count those years because, uh, you know, those weren't the, the, the formative say. So, um, yeah, and um, so, you know, I, I did what a lot of people did back then. I, I played through the circuit of games that are exactly the same, but promise to be different, you know. So you mm. go from, you know, D&D &D and all those all offshoots, and then you go, you know, you do some Vampire, you do some GURPS, you do, like, Hero System. You, you do, like, all of those things, and you really think that they're exactly, they're amazingly different until, uh, of course, you know, it took a couple of decades before we realized that they're all the same. Uh, the, 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 the one exception that I remember, uh, was call of Cthulhu. Right. But that was more of a D hundred. So D hundred, not right. D 20. Right. Uh, right. So, um, I, I, I did that all the way up until, well, I guess China, when I went to China, uh, you know, have you, you'd had those gaming itches, but there weren't as many people to game with. You know, we like we would game or whatever, but it, it, I think it was just like that's where your, my love for gaming and my love of philosophy kind of collided together, and I started thinking about game theory and everything like that, and started you know reading as much as I as I could. You know, of course, you know like the Forge and all of that, and you know all the indie games that started coming out, and then you had this oh, about Ron old, Edwards, right, right, and then um, the old school Renaissance be began. So I kind of been all over the place you know I've, I've done a lot of creating myself i haven't published or anything in my gaming but i know uh, you haven't what yes, the right. fuck yeah i mean i will i'll get to it probably we're, we're gonna yell at you about it yeah can we can, yeah. can, can we ask some questions some follow-up questions yeah that? sure sure that's the, that's the the short end of it yeah. uh two things i i played that marvel role-playing game i liked it it gave you all the stats to all the the superpower uh mm -hmm people i thought that was really interesting it was a, a d10 based system i thought the d10s percentage that was uh an interesting way to to play uh but the real question that i had is you said you didn't have any luck playing in china um or finding people to game with now what is the reason behind that is there not a lot of gaming in china or is no. it a language thing or is it what what is that well, I, I mean, really, I I say that. I, I, if I'm being honest, I probably gamed more in China than I did before. Uh, you know, but it's, it's this mindset thing. Because I, I went there and I had my buddies. And then, you know, I, as I moved, there would be the space of time where I'm not gaming. And then friends would, would, would come and catch up with me. And then I would meet new people. Uh, so I was actually gaming quite a bit. 
maybe it just didn't feel that way because it wasn't the same as it was before where we'd all get in my house sit at the table i'm sitting at right now and we would be gaming with the same people you know it's that sort of mix and then whenever uh you know COVID happened and we all went online i think uh i started gaming a hell of a lot because there's nothing mm. else to do but it was also killing my soul because because it, it's just not the same right? so um so i mean i, I mean i well, answered your well, question but it, it probably mean, didn't remote? actually just oh yeah remote just going remote oh, is oh, it's, it's rough bro dreadlord is different <laughs> dreadlord is different what do you mean you mean if you're playing remotely He's just plugging Dreadlord. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I got you. Like and subscribe, and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. Actually, the digital core book is free. Uh, I took your advice, Jeff. Oh, yeah? So, <clears throat> hey, there's the book. Um. Oh, what the fuck? There's a lot to unpack there. Ken, do you have any follow-up questions for that? Because that was kind of your... Follow-up to follow-up? Follow-up? Yeah, follow-up. I do... do uh, um... Now, do Chinese people do they do a lot of role playing no. game? Is it all digital? Is it they're like, like China? Do they, do they're, they're, they have dragons and stuff, or is that not no, a thing? No, I mean it they, seems they, like they would. They play, um, but... but it's not the same. One, of course, they have, there's a lot of video games, but um, I, I, I went to some game stores over there. It's all board games, right? So yeah. they have these board yeah. games, and you just don't see a lot of like actual role-playing uh a couple of times some people would you know would come and and, and we would try to play it just never worked out and, and most of it i think is, is is the language barrier um it's one thing that actually got me thinking a lot about the the language of gaming and a mm. lot of times you know like a, as a native speaker you get in and you're really confused what's going on at first right and then you yeah. learn that language and then you speak in that language so if you're coming in and, you know, you have difficulty ordering breakfast in another language and then you have to learn all this new vocabulary and how people are using it and zipping around and laughing and telling jokes. And, you know, when, when you're gaming, you get into this really high level of metaphor and layer upon layer of joke that, I don't know, it's it's hard. Uh, but that being keep said... On, keep, keep on going with that because a lot of people are not going to understand the depth of what you're actually saying there. Well, I, and, but I will say that um, a guy that I knew, uh, a gamer, started using gaming to teach English. Uh, mm. And he, he actually, he came to one of my, my schools and I set him up with some classes where he just came in three, four times a week and, and gamed with these Calvin? people. No, 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 it was, it was another guy named, uh, oh. his name is Ben actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, you would think that yeah. maybe it's possible that you know, role playing would would really help uh, people learn the learn the language. You, you force them to have conversations and get into situations. I, I think that's part of you do very light role playing it when you take a class. It's like that truck is green today. I would right. like to get on the but where's the bathroom? I mean, it's very uh... <laughs> it, it's it's a very successful tool, and in fact, a lot of people do it. Um, Ron Edwards. I don't know if you've, if you've kept up with him, but he actually uh, yeah. got picked up uh, to do an Erasmus project in in, uh, in Europe, which is like this big funded project by the European Union to 
do these certain kinds of artistic and scientific projects. So he actually started teaching role playing at, at various universities and these sorts of things. Uh, so he, he's, he's moved a lot. So there's so much value in that. I think that it, it it's pro it's a totally untapped, you know, tool in education, especially when we know about psychology now about the power of role playing as far as taking the others, another person's perspective and those things and what it can do. But I guess what I mean is when you're in a game and you're rolling with it and you're not paying attention, you're not kind of bracketing yourself from gaming itself uh, as more of an objective stance, you're just in it. Then if you have a person whose language is, is, is too low, you're not gearing your, your playing toward teaching this person. You're, you're just firing on all, all cylinders. And, you know, if, if the level's way above a language speaker, they're just not going to they're not going to learn. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, you, know, but you have to be slightly above them. Isn't isn't that how we learned English as as people who are into reading? I, I bet I learned a ton of words that I didn't know anything about because of role playing. You know, it, there's the terms go deep, and 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 I don't remember a whole lot of role playing books. I think it's and and this is like I am no expert in language. I've spent very little time, though some time out of the country. Um, it seems like the idioms that trip people up aren't necessarily in role-playing games, or is that is that something that, that role-playing games have? Well, I, I guess there are a couple things here I'm talking about. So on, on one, when you're talking about language acquisition, and now this is, you know, there are different theories, but, uh, you know, what I'm most comfortable with, when you're talking about learning from reading or whatever it's a it's a strand of of, of learning that it's called like meaningful input right the idea is when you're reading a book you want to be able to understand around like 97 percent of it if you have 97 percent of it already as you're reading you're going to be picking up a word here that you know you're learning by context and these sorts of things it's a very valuable tool so yes but if you only know 10 percent of the words you're probably not going to learn much from reading right mm. so th there's this a certain level that's why uh in education we we focus on lexile levels and those things you want to have it right above someone's level now it's different from guided practice where you're getting in you're breaking down the words you can you can do all this stuff and you could practice and put it all together and that sort of thing and then you learn something you practice it do like you know memorization kind of over and over again that's a different technique you know as we kind of as, as native speakers and kind of naturally happen i'm talking about you know you know, there's a reason why people who read a lot as kids tend to have a much more uh, advanced vocabulary and higher level of language. But when I'm talking about gaming here, um, you 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 have, and, and this is this is something. If, if if you are around people who are native and non-native, you can have conversations, and we will know exactly what I'm talking about. You can have conversations with people, and you naturally learn to bring your level down. So you can have normal right. conversations, but and this this happen, happens so many times. You're used to speaking to someone, and then suddenly, another native speaker comes in, oh. and the person and the person there, as you begin to kind of go and interlock with this guy, the person you're talking to has no idea what you're doing. Yeah, you the relax. Speed increases, right? Yeah, and so you have that, and then all the the, the gamer language, right? Excuse me. So, you know, like, and there's some very culturally specific jokes and things like that. 
Um, you just it, you have layers of things, which just makes things very complex. Yeah. So, I think what we're what we're getting to, or we're, we're we're touching on several things. Touching on several things. One, our last guest star was Bill Allen, the Bill Allen. If anybody wants to look him up on Twitter, and he is also an educator. Uh, we didn't delve too deeply into uh, the sort of science of what we're talking about, but he runs a bunch of uh, um, games. I should say he has a gaming group at the high school he works at, and it absolutely is facilitating a certain kind or maybe different kinds of uh, education. <clears throat> I don't know how international that high school is. Although he said it had like 4,000 people. so 4,000 students. Yeah, I'm assuming it, it probably... It's huge. Yeah, you know, that's bigger than my... Some... It's bigger than my high school. School by double. Yeah, mine too. Um, That's... Tangent. Hey, I am King Tangent. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, how, how many students uh, did uh, your school in Zhangjiagong have? Uh, when you came there, we were probably... 400 450 i think 450 i think we could we could say right maybe we could handle uh another 50 or 100 more kids at that and time. that's and that's because you guys it was not an international school it was a specific kind of international school right right um so first that was a k-12 school it wasn't just a high school so oh right, right? Okay. so that so okay. that's why we have really small ca uh classes okay. but so yeah in china when you have the schools you you have not talking about real international schools that are owned, operated by foreign entities or foreign governments. When you're talking about normal schools there, uh, you have three kinds. You have, you know, your normal school, and it'll be like, you know, number seven or whatever. And they follow the curriculum set by the national government precisely. The material, yeah. the books, everything. Then you have what's a level called a foreign language school, and you have... Um, fewer mandates and you have a group of classes that you can do whatever you want with most of the time of course because it's foreign language you were doing classes in english or another language or something like that but you had this window now some schools started branching off and using those for random things even though, so they were called a foreign language school but they might i don't know be doing art or something like that right and then you have what was called an experimental school that's what my school was and they in other than the uh the maoist thought and the kind of the the, the communist uh, requirements, right? You have free game to do anything. Now there are of course a lot of uh, restrictions still on that, but because my school was very close to the local government, we were able to do whatever we wanted. Mm. In fact, when the uh, <clears throat> when the province would come in, we would set out fake books. Oh, these are what this is what we're doing. And then everybody know, and then they would go around, and they would take those books and you know put them back in the in, in the closet, you know, and, and start doing the stuff we were doing. See, this is the interesting shit. Uh, <clears throat> That's wild. Tell yeah. me, tell. I, I don't want to speak for you, obviously. That's why we had you here. Uh, I speak for you all the time. We have you here to defend yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure um, it's true. I'm a bastard. <laughs> no! Inside graphic journalism, we got the cameras inside cameras. <laughs> Ooh. It's in the mic. Um, <laughs> so, we are not talking shit about China. 
it's going to sound like that to a certain type of person because in America everybody's a big fucking pussy. Ken, hmm. help me out here. I, I'm not going to agree with your statement. No? Um... Fuck. All right. My point is, if you say anything disparaging whatsoever about anyone else, then people think that you're like a fucking tyrant. Sure. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that part of it. It's the... the okay, give me the thing. The, the, you, don't, you don't like pussy? The sexualizing... Okay. Yeah, the sexualizing uh, an insult, I feel, is... Uh, okay, we're all... We're, okay, so... so <laughs> Fucking cock and balls. Does that help out? Is, is that a little bit better? Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't discriminate, you have to you have to use right. each. Uh, right, so if you're gonna, pussy is king. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Fucking cock and balls. How about that? Anyway, my point uh, is illustrated by that. Hmm. Where <laughs> there 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 is some crazy shit that goes on in Beijing, and China, and Shanghai, and everywhere around the world. Jeff. As you're talking, as you were experiencing being a principal in this place, was it stressful? Like, was there a moral thing? Was it hilarious? Give us a description here. Oh, man. That's a, that's a big question. Well, I always say, like, the word that I use, if I can only have one word to describe my experiences in China, in China, is absurdity. You know, I mean, that's what we would use. That's that's yeah. what it felt like, yeah. and and part of it is is just because things are so different, right? right. And and it's harder to to wrap your 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 mind around. So, like on one hand, you know, there's a group of people, as we would say, they just don't give a fuck. They just do whatever they want, and you know, like you would just never see people here do that. But they're a collective culture. And we're a very individualistic culture. So when you have that, they care so much about what everybody thinks. And so it's so bizarre. Like the things that they care about and the things they don't give a fuck about is so different to us that a lot of people, you know, we will go over there and we're just in cultures where we don't even understand, you know? Like, so simple example, they will walk up to you, barely know you, and speak their mind like, you're fat. You should eat more vegetables and go go on a diet. But if you're in a meeting and s someone like your boss is terribly wrong, mm. you don't say anything. You just don't let them it. speak, and you're not going to be direct at all. Now, Yo, if man. you're close to that person, right? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go to them afterward, and you're not gonna t speak directly. You're gonna mm. speak in circles until you get there, and it's something that's so hard to understand at first. Yeah, because you know, uh, a lot of a lot of foreigners will get there, and, and you know, you know, I've heard it time again. Like, and by foreigners, I mean Westerners here. You know, oh. you mean non-Chinese? Well, uh, you know, well, I, I think like when you're closer, you when you when you're Korean, you and, right? Yeah, so much sure. so. But so, I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's weird. I had yeah, I had moral issues uh, because. Of, of, of the education and people going about business. So, you know, they're selling grades and, and, and doing things underhanded and doing special benefits. And it's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. It's just corruption, you know. But then I come here and I'm starting to see some of the, the same stuff. Just it's a little quieter here, but I'm starting to see some of the same things. So, you know, we're I mean, morally coming we're, back. We're morally righteous here. 
right? Like the, th the I mean, we, we we definitely yeah we we, we banned some books we uh, yeah we banned some know. books. No, oh, they banned books. We, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but we 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 do that here. I mean, we, we can't point the finger and say, "Oh, this, you know, that well, where's Waldo book is banned no, we, because we you know there's a hinting of some nudity in it." It's like, come on, it's a right. cartoon and it's like this big and it's not. You don't see anything. It's ridiculous. So, so what? Jeff, correct me where I'm wrong. <clears throat> what you're talking about, uh, in part, is face. Yeah, I mean that's in, uh, yeah at least in part. Which is, I mean, which is not honor; it's a different thing. Because a lot of a lot of Americans, a lot of Westerners. Uh, so I am when I say Westerners, I am excluding all of Africa, <laughs> all of Asia, including Russia. I'm talking about the traditional West, right? Um, we were inundated with this idea of what honor was. What after, like in the '60s, '70s, '80s. Like basically, when Japan is rebuilding from World War II, and yeah, we, that's that's what I think of as Japan. Yeah, and so we place this idea of oh, all Asia is like that, and it is really not, because no. honor is a is is like a code precepts. There's a way. Face is a different thing. Yeah. To lose face is 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 a different thing. I I, I would I mean the most generic and it's a bad way to say it, but. The first step to understanding it, I would say, it's pride. Mm. But, but see, we also have a different understanding of pride, right? You and you unpack that. Like our idea is like, oh, pride and Satan, and it's like this very terrible thing, right? But you can also be proud of something, mm. right? So, pride is what face is about. It's about your social standing. It's 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 kind of about not sticking out in a good or a bad way, mm. but being kind of harmonious yeah. with everyone around you, but also having that uh, Confucius level of disparity between those people that are above you. Right. right. So you, and, and, and paying attention to, to that is, is kind of part like of being it. very socially aware. Yeah. Very hyper socially aware. <clears throat> it's almost like, to not be socially aware is to actively not care about others. In other words, there's, there's no, like if, you, if, you, if you're seen as not being socially aware, oh, it, it must be because you just don't care about me or anyone. Mm. Well, we have, we have levels of social awareness. I mean, if you live in California, there's a social awareness. If you live in Kentucky, there's a, a completely different social awareness. It comes uh, from a different it's, place though, yeah? It's 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 amazing to me, and, and and there are exceptions to every every rule, but it's different and amazing. You go to a, a kind of fancy restaurant there. I mean, you'll see people occasionally in t-shirts or you know in jeans or something because they're making a point. If you go to a fancy restaurant here in Kentucky, I feel like it's it's a lot more common. Well, uh, let, let me let, let me maybe try to describe it like this. It might it might be helpful because you're you're totally right. Uh, you know, it, I think it's the, it's the level of, of of where we're at. Like, so imagine for us, right? When you go out as an individual, most of the time you're in this casual atmosphere, right? You're just like you're you're looking at other people and you're being polite, but you're just yourself. And there's not a lot of of stuff from the outside that you're concerned, with, right? 
Now, if you were to go to a very formal event, right, where like your boss is there, uh, you know, like your grandmother's there, like all these people that you like are, you want to make sure that you play the right part, right? And you might not want to like throw the dirty words in front of your grandma. You know, you don't want to talk about you know the you know the bender you went on in front of your boss or whatever. But also just like how you hold yourself, you have a little bit better posture. You're you're paying attention to everything. You're not just freely talking. Okay. Imagine if that was every situation you were in. Now you're going to get used to it. I feel like, and 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 it it becomes very natural. But and 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 you think of that as far as China and and Korea is another step. Like they they will say that it's a Confucius thing. So Korea, as I've been told. They took the Confucius idea and perfected it, or they they took it to a whole new level. And so, w- when I'm around my family, they're very relaxed. But when they are around other people, even family members, it's like they get exhausted quickly. There's an emotional, social exhaustion because there's so many little rules about how so to act. Who you're does, supposed you know, to drink in front of someone, right? Right. Like when I'm in front of my uh, my father-in-law, like all the time, not just at formal things, but all the time, whenever I drink, if we're at the table, I turn away from him and I, I don't let him see me drink. That's just part of it. So every single time I have to do that. And when we cheers and it's like me and his kids and we do this and he just drinks and all the kids turn away. That's just like one example that you're constantly having to do that. You know? And we even have our... Yeah. Correct. No, we even have like our own kind of rules. So, for example, when we sit down and we might have beer, right? Which is isn't they it's drink water. a lot, it, right? Yeah. They 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 drink a lot of it, but it's not the same. And my, my father in law, he's not a big beer drinker, but sometimes it's like, oh, you know, chicken beer, and and we'll drink, and I won't turn away so much. Or when his, uh, when. My wife's when my mother-in-law came over here, you know, it's the same. It's a little bit more relaxed, and that's something that I think I only get away with because I'm a foreigner. And it's like, oh, we're doing our thing, like mm. when we're drinking whiskey or something. Right, 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 right. But ninety percent of the time, we're drinking makgeolli, we're drinking soju, soju, and or you know, or we're just having a beer with dinner, and then I'm always right. turning away. Right. So I can understand. My wife, she'll say it. Oh, I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't do this. And this is like a normal dinner. Like, oh, I'm gonna go with friends. No, I can't do it. It's too tired. Yeah, it's it's respect, and you know, like like I think I think something that we can understand, uh, you know, people that that are not married to uh, that culture, um, or maybe people that haven't traveled to those places necessarily. Everybody knows, like, you go to Japan, you take off your shoes when you go into a house, right? Like, it is it's a big deal. If you walk into someone's house in Japan with your shoes on, right? Why? Well, I mean, if you reason it backwards, I would say, well, you know, because it's dirty, right? But it's, of course, ingrained. It's not just about the dirt. Because even if you have brand new shoes, they don't walk. Right? I actually think they got the right idea there. Yeah. And yeah. some people... It, it, if if go you go into my mom's house, uh, you have to take your shoes off. You take your shoes off. You Why do. do you do that? Uh, she doesn't want the the world in its uh, in in the house. You know that you the are world stays outside. Yeah, respecting her. And yeah. if if someone were to walk in, 
and you were there and maybe maybe your mom wasn't there and you saw it how would it make you feel right so well you'd, you'd say something yeah we get into that that idea of pride and respect and all those things and if you complicate that <laughs> a lot you get into face and in some ways it's awesome and in some ways it's not awesome it's with with anything you know um i mean i say it with it goes the same for culture i talk about it with with countries and where you're living and your job like there's bullshit everywhere but it's all going to be different kinds of bullshit it's like what kind of what kind of bullshit can you put up with you know there's certainly things about you know uh asian culture and i mean all that i understand there's things that i love about it things that i that i i, I don't like so much so you know it's it's, it's about understanding and it goes a long way really goes a long way to help you you know appreciate it but at the end of the day you got to go where you're comfortable and you know where's the crap you can put up with where you can exist mm. uh yeah that was one of the things i think it was pretty early on when we were creating the band the intrepid mm. adventurers well, can i uh, say one more thing before yeah you, please go for it that? Uh, Tim Roberts, uh, I, I feel like I should in interject when, when, when Tim Roberts says something. Oh, did he? Because of the Patreon. He says, my house, my rules. Oh, um, up, Tim? And then, Every I, go ahead. It. I feel like he, I interrupted your music. Uh, no, no, no. Music. That's awesome. I didn't know Tim was on. Yeah. Tradition. Well, I mean, it, well, even say like, uh, you, you know, to say my house, my rules. Yeah totally western american phrase way to say it yeah you know yeah. I, I mean it's totally true for us like you know he said that i'm like yeah rock on but then that that little notification you know goes off in my head that's like huh that's a very american way to say it. like i would never you know say it like that in front of my wife you know like, like she would yeah. slap me or did, she would, but... so did you did you have any issue with in integrating with her family i mean were you accepted immediately did you have to to go through a whole s series of steps to be kind of Clearly, you had to learn some things because you're not like, hey, dad, how you doing? <laughs> you know? To be honest, it was a lot easier than I thought. And I had, yeah. I, where I'd, I had dated some Chinese girls before, and that was so hard with, with mm. the families. And then, and so I thought, oh, my gosh, I, you know, in my mind at the time, I knew very little about Korea, but I thought, okay, it's, it's like, China, but like turned up a notch when it comes to formalism. I was kind of concerned, but you know, I'm like, okay, here I go. And they were so accepting and warm, and they were <clears throat> forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. Um, and and I and I tell you what, and maybe this is just me, but I hadn't visited them but a couple times. Uh, maybe it's the first time. I don't know, but they were like, uh, okay. So we, when me, I should say this, when me and my wife first started dating, uh, her English level wasn't at the level it is now. So we used Chinese to speak to each other. All right. And my Chinese, like her Chinese is great, but my Chinese, not so good. Uh, so when we, when we get there, there's always a massive language barrier. And pretty much she's like, do you want to go to the spa? My dad wants to treat you to the spa. And I'm like, yeah, great. Let's go. Um, and I don't exactly know what I'm going to. But me and my father-in-law and my wife's little brother go to this place and boom, we're just totally naked. 
And, you know, so like I'm totally naked. There's a sign on the wall that says no tattoos. And I'm like covered in tattoos. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm six foot five. I'm like a foot and a half taller than anyone else. You know, totally naked. I'm shaved, you know, and trimmed. No one else is. I'm totally different. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And like, we like, you know, go get in the water. We're in the sauna. And, <laughs> you know, like by the water cooler, like, you know, with, with our dicks hanging out, just like drinking water, or whatever. <laughs> and, I, and, and there's something about that, perhaps, that just yeah. eliminates uh, worry. Transcends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a nightmare for me. Like, I don't think I could do that. You know? Oh, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> you, would well, do it you, know, you would do it for the, can I say this? You would do it for the nookie. Oh yeah, <laughs> you do it. Well, I, I, I'd been there so long. Uh, yeah, you were, you were immersed I, in I, the technology. Yeah, or I mean, I never had the culture. Yeah, I never had that, but I, you know, I felt comfortable in awkward situations, and I think yeah. that that was. Well, you go uh, for awkward, awkward situations. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you, you kind of have to to make the choice to go to China and, and live. Did you meet her in China? Yeah. Uh, she, so uh, our school had. Uh, a large Korean population. So there were a lot of Koreans there. So she was actually a Chinese teacher. She taught Koreans Chinese in China. Yeah, yeah her, her her Chinese is super legit. Yeah. Love, now, love, love Korean food. I lived in uh, Koreatown for a while in LA and just so, it's so good. It's, it's, I still it's, like, it is my favorite. It's so I still good. haven't really done it. Let, let, me, let me interrupt really quick for two things. First, the chat, uh, Tim Roberts says absolutely western mentality this is talking about what we were just previously hmm. talking about however it's the verbiage that's different uh conditioning um is the same across cultures different flavors he also says basil hayden go apparently jeff <laughs> you need to break yeah. out some basil hayden yeah I'm, i might have to oh yeah but the, the see the problem with basil hayden i told him this when he got me the bottle it's so smooth and light that suddenly i look down in the bottles yeah 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 uh so let's see. Where am I? It says, I feel like Western culture is uh, more abrasive and machismo. Now, of course, when we say Western culture, it's very easy for <laughs> Look at that big old bottle. It's very easy for us to think North American culture. I think Tim's talking about what we're talking about, like European, all the colonies culture. Um, are you opening up the Basil Hayden? Yeah, that's that's big time. We're oh, going bigger right now. It is. I mean, I, I still, I still, yeah, I, I still got some some old granddad I got to go through. But yeah, it, we, we, like, we got some bourbon. I'm so jealous. I, I, Tim I, Roberts, I'm still drinking beer here. <laughs> yeah, Ken, you're gonna have to catch up. <laughs> Although Ken, you and Jeff are about the same size, uh, at least in height. Jeff, you're six five. I'm only Ken, six foot. You're six. That's bullshit. That's even. fucking bullshit. He's like six four, <laughs> six three, or something. <laughs> I'm not. I'm six foot even. You are not six feet. Go go yeah. to hell. I have a All six right. four uh, wingspan. Ted Roberts said, "I'm gonna grab some." Go ahead, Silvio. Uh, love hanging with the father, in laws, and junk just swinging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's really uh, cheers to all of us. Uh, it's an honor to Jeff. Um, Tim, yeah. are you drinking anything? I know you don't drink very much, but uh, are you drinking anything with us? He said he drank um, some Woodford a moment ago. Nice. Ken, 
Okay, and you got the double oak, I'm just saying. Yeah, I gotta go deep. I gotta go. I have to leave this riveting conversation. I, know, I, I won't know. be able to interject. Maybe you'll actually be able to say something well, if I if I take a Yeah, a you you out. might. You might. I'm I'm gonna let you talk. <laughs> uh we're gonna take a break in about five minutes, a pee break and some yeah. re up and all that stuff. Uh well, so Ken, while while we're on this this topic real quick, uh, I, I wanna say this before I forget. In case any any of your listeners, in case you guys are interested, um, it's a very, I think, simplistic book, but it's called The Geography of Thought. All right. What is that? The Geography of Thought. And it, it's by Richard Nisbet. It's called How Asians and Westerners Think Differently and Why. So it's like a sociologist or an anthropologist, psychologist, but explains uh, any any does research to kind of back it up about how different Easterners and Westerners think. And I took an East-West Perspectives course during my master's that it was like, it was like very much along the same lines and then just my experiences. But what was, what's interesting about it is everything that they would test, the Anglo-Americans, right? So like the, Mm. Uh, like the the Australians and and, and and the British and Canadians Americans are like far on one side the Far East so like the the Chinese and Koreans and, and Japanese were far on another side right very far apart but you would have the farther uh, east you got in Europe the more in the middle you were hmm. which I thought was so fascinating that that's why I think he called it geography of thought because actually the place you were coming from could kind of dictate your culture Mm. and how similar or different you thought. I just found it super fascinating. So whenever Tim was talking about kind of that machismo and that Mm. sort of that, that aspect of of Western thought, it's so, it's so much more like Anglo-American is so much more than, than even European. This is of course more than, East Asia. It's a wild map. That's a wild map that I don't know if Holker is still here or not, but it's a wild map he should draw. If you don't know, Holker is all about some maps. Uh, did you hear? What, did you hear what Jeff just said? Say that again. Oh, that was a lot. I think. I think in short, it was. It was about. Um, how, how there are different areas, and if you get further east or further west or more central, there is a thought that that they can connect or the, the, the thought of society uh, diverges depending on a regional area. Maybe. Yeah, I think it has to do with, I mean, of course, most of it is culture, but, you know, language plays into that and those sorts of things. Yeah. I did a, a political science course um back in the day and my it wasn't a thesis my my paper uh was about the idea that language causes wars as in different languages that was my hypothesis mm-hmm. and i was totally wrong based on the uh the analytics <clears throat> of it uh, it seems like actually geography is more tied geography and resources are more tied to wars not the different languages. So you have a different language because of geography. And so we say, oh, well, people can't communicate, so they fight. Actually, no. 
it's based more on the geography and the resources they have. So this kind of digs into yeah. that. Yeah, Guns, Germs, and Steel, that's uh, a large part of his thesis in that book. Jared Diamond, I think I have it right here, too. So it's called uh, The Philosophy of Thought? Of uh, the Geography of Thought. The, uh, the Geography. I'm writing that shit down. Gee, but, you know, Guns and Germs and Steel, that's a good one, too, if, you, uh, if you're looking for things to read. Um, On the chat, uh, Megan says, Dude, you know uh, she requires people to take shoes off when, when they go in her house. Because she's like, in L.A., you walk through so many things. Terrible, terrible things. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I don't see why that's not the standard. It, even even in the United States, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I I'm always expecting to take my shoes off, and I'll often ask, and if they're okay with it, I mean, with with me leaving yeah. them on, I guess it's okay. But uh, I'm always ready to take them off if that's if that's what's required. Yeah, we changed. Uh, so like now, even uh, my mother and my grandmother really shoes off. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever we got over here. You couldn't do it. Just couldn't handle it. See people in shoes, like, it's ingrained in me. It's like, there's no way. There's no going back. Well, it's, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. It, it really is more sanitary. Like, people are like, oh, why do they use chopsticks for everything? And it's like, because it's more sanitary. You're not touching it with your hands. Like, if you think about, like, washing your hands constantly, 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 it's bad for your skin and everything. Obviously, wash your hands. But if you have a way of picking up food, and putting it in your mouth that is not using your hands. Use that. Hmm. Um, like a fork? <clears throat> fucking forks. Guns, Germs, and Steel is a fantastic read. Tim says Sociology 101 required at EKU. I should have gone to EKU. I mean, I did, but not for that. I pretty much played music in D&D. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. Hey, sorry, right. man. Sorry. Uh, okay, it, let's take a should, should we take a break. Yeah, yeah. Let's I was take a short say, break. I, I had another question, but I feel like <clears throat> we should probably take a break. All right, uh, Ken, how long do you want to do it? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Ten minutes? Because that's, that's Jeff, you good with ten minutes? Has. Yep. All right, we're gonna do ten minute break. Minute break. Uh, we'll be right back with Jeff McNeil kicking some ass. Uh, wanted to hit up the Patreon members. Uh, they are supporting the stream as well as our coke habits. Uh, Tim Roberts, uh, <laughs> Nostalgic, and Daniel Holker, thank you very much uh, for the support and for jumping on the stream and everything. Uh, also, thanks to Jeffrey McNeil for kicking ass as a guest star. Megan says, say what? I don't do coke. You know I don't do coke. I do do bourbon. Do do. I yeah, do do bourbon. Yeah, I do. Whoa, what is that? He, he, the uh, the actual image of you right now is like split. It was wild. Colombian yeah, marching band. It was pretty cool. So when when certain of us kind of oh, jump out. in and jump out, uh, it changes everything. <clears throat> we'll talk about that some other time. We will. Ten minutes.
Zero. We're back. Back? Hey! Welcome back to the Geeky Gamer Podcast. podcast. Tonight Uh with Uh uh, Jeff McNeil and um, super thanks to our Patreon, uh, Tim Roberts, Daniel Walker, Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Uh, Couchfire Media for the art and media production, as Thank well Couchfire. as Claw Replay production for they are. some content Whatever and stuff. Are. This is the Geeky Gamer Podcast. Geeky Gamer Podcast. Uh, not to be confused with other generic sounding. Listen, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. Geeky Gamer Podcast or, is amazing. Or, or to be confused with like. A uh, podcast that actually talks about games. Why don't you yeah. shut up? We haven't even got there. We haven't even got there. You shut the fuck up. We're two hours in, or we're like, what, an hour, hour and a half in? That's yeah, fine. We'll talk. I guess we, talk, we, we, we spoke briefly of it. We did. Uh, it was in there. It was sort of that and culture. Uh, and I feel like it was very informative. I, I learned a lot. <clears throat> what I was talking I about before I was rudely interrupted it's by our stream, is shortbread. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a riveting, riveting conversation. Shortbread oh, is amazing. Cheers. Oh, indeed, hold on. Wait, yeah, uh, it, cheers. Is it the double oak? Oh, yeah, here, uh, move to the Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden, cheers. cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, double oak, Woodford, cheers. Mm-hmm. This is Evan Williams, Tank Tank. And Holker, what are you throwing down? A red solo cup. I am throwing down nothing. <laughs> a red solo cup. I called it. A red solo cup. Tim says shortbread's a shit. Scottish favorite. Try right, baby. Oh man, tear it up. Megan's on the horn. Tim's on the horn. All right, so we probably should. I know we're, we we were probably in the middle of something, but whatever. What does it mean to be a gamer, Jeff? Oh, I think he had a he had a question. Were we starting with the question or were we skipping that? Are we going straight to gaming. Is that what we're doing? We can do a question. Oh yeah, Ken, you had a question. Oh, my question was about status, mm. and I think we kind of covered it just very briefly. You know class systems, rich and poor people, like, uh, were were there clear divisions? Was everybody, or, you know, were there pretty big statuses in the school that you had, or do foreigners have a certain status? And and we'll end off with, uh, you know, did, did they act on it? I know, I know that there are statuses between countries, like if you go to Korea, they have a certain impression of other countries, or if you go to Japan, they have a certain impression of other countries. But I'm talking about like Chinese inside of China. Yeah, so that's a huge part of the culture from my experience. I'm sure uh, Bill can talk about this as well. Uh, But because you have this Confucius thing, right? So your boss is way up here, grandparents way up here, the you know people that are older up here and you definitely see it in class as well 
I mean, you don't see a lot of people um, of middle or upper class talking to lower class people. I mean, they're all very polite, but in your network, there's a clear line, you know? Um, and the, the people that I mostly would get to know, so these are people who speak English, they have money, they're sending their kids to international schools. And, you know, they act like affluent people. You know, even here, you know, the same, the, the same sort of thing. Now, when you get to Korea, it's way more permanent. There are a lot of rules, and I think that's one of the, the the biggest things to adapt to with having a Korean family is how strict they are with status mm. and the the rules. And you know, I've met several foreigners there. They've married Koreans, and they just refuse to do the jump through the hoops that that's required. And it's like a issue with their marriages and such. Mm. So. Yeah, status is huge there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that I mean, way... I've, I've had oh. that experience. I, I dated an Iranian uh, woman at one point in time in my life and, and never even broke through like that. It was not, like, I was introduced to the father and I was basically shunned. And, you know, we dated for a week or two longer and that was it. Like, that was it, it was, yeah. You know, and and I, I had a friend that, that married uh, somebody uh, who was of a different uh, background and their mom forced a divorce. Like they oh, every gosh. day would hound them. And so it was, it, it was, it sounds like just a terrible, terrible thing from, for, for them to go through and, and that level. Um, and I, I'm, I, I think it's wonderful that you had the experience that you have uh, had. And, and I'm, jealous i mean my girlfriend she's an amazing cook and i love her very dearly but i'm still jealous of the food that i'm sure that, she, <laughs> that i expect that you you get to eat so good good for yeah. you i mean I, yeah. does, does your wife cook some pretty mean uh yeah she 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 does and you know everyone loves it you know her mom you know don't tell her her mom's better has a lot more experience mm -hmm. and uh, uh -oh. her, her mom's food is great but you know she 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 misses her mom's food too that part is awesome. I mean, I'm really, really lucky because anytime that you have a relationship with someone, I mean, you have to get along with this person and you have to get along, like families have to get along. And that's a huge challenge, even if you have the same culture and then you have different cultures. You know, that's it's like so many layers to get through. And I feel so lucky that, you know, not only did I find an amazing person, but my family loves her and her family loves me. And the the culture just seems to help. Actually, the culture culture differences. It might be strange, but because we're different, there's so much forgiveness and there's so much leeway. I think mm. so. Very lucky, and I, I don't think most people are. You know, they. Ha I don't think most people have that experience. Most people have the meet the dad and a couple of weeks later the relationship's over experience. So, yeah. It's uh, it's intense to go through. Um. Okay. Let's switch over to games. What 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 are your uh? What just you you said you started? It sounded like you played a bunch. And when we first started the game, mm -hmm. uh, you listed off ten or so, mm -hmm. maybe maybe more or less. Uh, what what are some of the games that you gravitate towards now? Do you video game? Are you 
still in the role-playing game are you d20 are you d10 are you d4 i mean what's your favorite die yeah uh so i, I i'm not a video game person um i i i, I get too too bored uh with those i think it just you know so i just kind of stopped gave up on that but when it comes to other stuff you know i i enjoy throwing a board game down uh you know having some drinks and hanging out with the buddies and playing something or like really getting you know intense with a game of accident allies and spending a weekend you know doing huh? like that. Uh, and of course oh oh i will throw huh? down with you on some accent uh, allies. all right love that love that you're not, you're um, not a person I, I will drive to whatever little tiny city <clears throat> that you're in in kentucky absolutely i i would love to have i would love to have a game I, i've been missing it so yeah. you, you let me know any weekend i'll set it aside I, I i got a friend uh that may or may not play all right i'll play all right we'll, we'll have to set that up oh and we have hulker there we go that's and, four that's great like we'll everybody well. everybody uh, suck my dick bill is not welcome right. uh now I'll when it comes to call. when it comes to ttrpgs or, or just rpgs as i call them um like I, I started developing my own game and it, it came out of d20 uh not that it's related to d20 but uh you know i think it's, it's something that's so common with people who play dungeons and dragons back in the day every campaign you had your own house rules right you started to change everything and we just did that so much that it was like oh well you know let's just kind of do something new and make our own and so many people do that of course and whenever i got into game theory and started thinking about mm. game as an experience game system theory right and, and well just just yeah well yeah not gaming uh not game theory but a little bit of that but mm. rpg theory right 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 um it opened my eyes and i thought hey you know i just want to explore this so i, I started doing that so really for the past 10 years most of the games that i've played is you know they've been created so you know the including dreadlore uh when i got to play that but it, it's been my own system or some variation of that or it's been you know taking groups of games and kind of putting them together and and, and frankenstein monster frankenstein monstering we'll make that into a verb um our way out now i will say that if it's not that occasionally there'll be some uh old school renaissance some osr game that, that, that i'll play but really 99 percent of the time i'm the one running the game so that's what i do but i've been i've had a major hankering to play recently i've been really really wanting to to play so i'm hoping to branch out and there are all these games that i've read and i really enjoy reading but i actually want to play that i haven't got to play so i'm hoping to do that one day too nice Okay, Bill. Oh no, Ken. What other questions do you have? I have more questions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let it breathe a little. I feel like I've I've gone down uh, a a lot. I feel <clears throat> do like you need I've... me now? Yeah, I need. I always need. Are you Are you saying Rumpelstiltskin three times? No. <laughs> Holker, why don't, why don't we give you a chance to talk? Because I think I talked for forty-five minutes straight. <laughs> Go ahead. And... What, what do you What do you think about all this? You've had an interesting gaming experience too. 
Yeah, uh, you want to know about my gaming experience? I want to know what you know. What I know. What about gaming? <clears throat> You're talking okay. everything. Yeah, uh... I've never, I've never really run gaming. I want to change that at some point. It's going to be Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I have a pretty good idea Definitely. of how it's... Yeah. Uh, Dreadlord. I also had an idea. Of course, right? Yeah. Huh? Yes, Dreadlord is the system. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine, you can stay. Uh, yeah. I've also had a, I've also had an idea for how to start a, a vampire LARP. In Ohio. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's played on, on vampire LARPs, uh, that's... I don't know if this is going to be much, but I would probably start with having a non-playable prince that eats all of the uh, prior character NPCs and makes everyone take a, a, a negative to humanity. For what that's worth. Yeah, that's that's something I, I, I wouldn't mind running. But as far as tabletop role-playing games, uh, I started playing D&D 2nd Edition back when I was, I don't know, 12 or so. So it was probably early 90s. Right, about 50 years ago. Cool. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, and I, I've I stuck with it on and off. I've always had pe friends of mine who were kind of into it. Uh, I found it strange when you, Will, were starting to get it. I, I, not strange, but I thought it uh, interesting when you got, when you got into uh, role-playing. I was uh, drugged. Yeah, yeah. And you were telling me about it, and uh, I mean, it sounded pretty familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of yeah. one of Olker's first characters. I, I had this quotes epic game, right? Because all the games, when you're a new DM, all of your games are epic, yay or nay. It's always a no. world-ending event. Uh, like I, I, I had the, I had the opposite. Uh, really? When I, when I first started uh, games, uh, when I first started running, it was like, uh, you know, it'd be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a wizard. If you uh, will go get my magic staff, you can have it. Like, uh, you know, like just random sorts of things that I could think of. Right. Just trying to, you know, like get people out there. It wasn't until. I started playing more and had a lot of fun playing story that I started thinking, okay, the world needs to end and people need to save it. Mm, yeah. I see. Well, you see, I learned gaming pretty much from uh, gaming with you and Tim and Telvin and, you know, Punk Sickle and all those guys. And so it was always in the kind of Steam and Magicka, uh, which is what Chad calls it, I know. I know you don't call mm. it that, but I think that system. Anyway, the point is, I learned it from you guys. You were you were in it for so long. I didn't play games until I was like fucking. I had a college degree hmm, when yeah. I started, right? Right. Anyway, well, because you came in watching you, those, right? You you came in, and that's what we were doing. You know, when I came in, uh, I remember my first ever D and D session, uh, fighting an orc in in a farmer's field. I remember having a two-handed sword and rolling and cutting this orc's head off 
and it was it was so like visceral in in my mind that like that's when i like fell in love with this thing. this is so right. awesome uh and i still remember you know the visualization you know the visual visualization of that orc's head coming up and right. so it was just trying to capture that you know i was like super into immersive play when super. i first started yeah i got two Epic points later one i want to hit up the chat really quick because uh <clears throat> they are blowing it up tim says vasen vasen i don't know if that's an hmm. ash or not v-a-e-s-e-n it's vasen? huh oh, it's, it's swedish? swedish so i don't know vasen and some dungeon crawl classics have been nice yeah, we've done some of that recently. Uh, what's your favorite system for tabletop RPG outside of the ones you've created? Uh, that's towards Jeff and myself. Oh, man. Um, absolute favorite. Like, really like Call of Cthulhu. And it's only, but it's not because of the system, it's just because of the the play I've, I've always had fun doing that but uh, i mean you know i mean I, I have to go with that what about you um well that that yours segues us beautifully into the conversation that you know gets into to rpg theory which we should really call it rpg theory and not game system theory because it's always confused with game theory mm. um yeah that's 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 perfect uh, one could argue that Call of Cthulhu D100 and and playing it is kind of perfect uh, for many reasons, but we can we can talk about that in a second. My favorite game system that is not Dreadlore, so one that I created. Uh, I heard about this game called Levied Souls. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think that one counts either. <laughs> um, I really enjoy D6. Uh, specifically D6 Star Wars. It's got problems, uh, but that went into a lot of what I did uh, with Dreadlore. And I think that it is very conducive to a play style. Um, I like it far more than the D20 systems that I played. But Call of Cthulhu, just roundabout, like when you go into the game, the, the, the setting, everybody knows what they're getting into. You get your headspace. Um, you have your agenda, as we have defined. Um, the, the system itself supports the style of play. And there's really not a lot of bitching and moaning because you kind of know what you're doing. Not great necessarily for long-standing campaigns, but that's not really what you're trying to do either. It does yeah. what it's supposed to do very well. Right. <clears throat> um, also, Tim mentioned uh, that Punksicle and he are also in Kentucky, and you guys should all throw down some Axis and Allies. <laughs> nice. I didn't even know that, that, that Tim liked it. I know that, that Nigel will play. I didn't know that Tim liked it. I would absolutely play. I, I, have, I have that ready to go. Oh, we can... We get a six-person game going. Oh my gosh! We'll, we'll do a live stream on that one. Let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's try to do a live stream. <laughs> I think you need a live stream that bitch and we'll or that dick. Excuse me. That. that bastard. <laughs> just, just real quick, 
we would do games in China, and what I would do is I would have it set up, and I bought I bought hats for everyone, and I had hats. music ready to go. Yeah, so when it was when it was your turn, it was like you know America's. You have a sailor hat on and 1920 swing music. You know you have like German marches and like a like a, a skull's head. Uh, you know oh my decorative hat, all kinds of stuff. Loved it, dude. Loved it. I, you guys should I, probably I, play some next allies. I've got the game uh, twice. I've got two versions of the game. So <laughs> you I, could I have, put I have two boards. I have the no, global. Same. It's huge. I, I have the it, original. It, yeah. I just have the original game. I don't have the um any of the the other I guess versions of it. I'm I'm just saying the original 1941 um right. The thing you played as a kid, that's <laughs> the one I had. Yeah. Tim also says uh we started out with AD&D, which is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. That's uh D&D 2.5, right? Uh, I, I think probably. so. That kind of gives me, you know, I, I, I always just call ADD because you, you have, you have, the the box sets and you have chainmail before that, and then you have that whole split with uh, what was his name, Arneson and Gygax, mm -hmm. where he made ADD in order to make money and get it away from the dude he was he was he was making it with, and then uh, no, no, it wasn't Tracy Hickman. It was, uh, it was Dave sure. Arneson, I think. Dave Arneson was the name. Yeah. Uh, so, Advanced Dungeons Dragon Two E was was where where I started. That was, uh, you know, I still have all the books. You know, that's where like uh, that that's where Hickman and and all of those guys. Started, oh, okay, that's sure. where they jumped in. Um. So, um, ADD Alternity, which I have not played. Hunter PSR game. Uh, uh, Alternative was a sci-fi game. It was uh, between second edition and third edition that had a lot of the same thing. Mm. Uh, Hunter, Vampire, Shadowrun, GURPS, Ugh! and yeah, The Hobbit. Funny. What was The Hobbit? Uh, I think he's probably talking about the Middle the Middle Earth roleplay system by Iron Crown, Enterprises, Ice. That was... Oh, so funny because what they did is they, they took Tolkien's world, which is all about heroism, but they put it with Rollmaster, which is the bloodiest, like, goriest system. So you would go out and it's like, we're, you know, you know, we're a fellowship. And then the first orc you come across would hit you with a mace and crit you three times and just like, you know, rip your arm out and half your guts. And you're like, oh, I'm a hobbit. <laughs> like, uh, no second breakfast for you, buddy. Like just totally, total brutality. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Uh, Tim says there's an acceptance in death and defeat in COC. What's the call of Cthulhu? Yeah. Amy Howard Justice says all the cuss curse words. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I fucking curse. All right. Um, where the fuck was I talking about gaming? We haven't been going on for two hours, Ken. We've been going on for like almost an hour. It's 53 minutes and 45 seconds. I'm completely messed up because like. I'm in central time and I just don't know what to do. Like people who live in central time, there's something wrong. Yeah. Like with being in central time. And then like my clock says to get out one time in my car, I think the clock in my car is two hours ahead. One of my computers is one hour ahead and the other computer 
is like the time here and i just i really don't know what time it is it's somewhere between like 7 p.m and like 10 p.m i think what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you move to China, that whole place is under one time zone. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. That's a that sounds a and it's a bigger country than America in size. Mm. Yeah. It's, well, it's like no. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. I, I went up to, to Xinjiang the far in the, in the in the far west, and they actually had two clocks everywhere. So they would have the standard Beijing time, what it was legally. So like when the banks had to open and close or whatever, and then they had the time that everybody went by that was, you know, like three or four hours different. So that's really confusing because you know people be like, oh, we're gonna meet at this time, and I'm like, which which that time? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, try, yeah. try scheduling guests on that. I mean, we go by Eastern Standard, so yeah, that's what we go by. Um, um so that's America time. Should you be. went to you went to Xinjiang. Uh so for, for the, the chat and everybody that's eastern Turkestan. Um hmm. far northwest of China. Uh how canceled do we want to get uh right now as I delve into this topic? Uh, what uh, what is the likelihood? Wait, are, are we leaving gaming? Are we going back to China? Is that what we're doing? Oh man, <laughs> I love talking about China. Listen, I lived in China for four years. Um, I like China a lot and I love Chinese people I love Chinese culture and all those things however in all the world and all the governments there is a gray there's a, a conspiracy <clears throat> there's an injustice we can say about everywhere right? Um, go say it I mean how canceled do you want to get? <laughs> Sorry. Did you see any death camps over there while you're there? No, I didn't. Um, but um, I, I, I spoke to some people. I, I spoke to some Uyghurs, and um, and I, I'll just say this: after um, some comfort, because I was uh, a foreigner, they they talked openly with me, and. They would only ever talk face to face. As soon as it got to anything like emails or messaging or anything like that, they were too afraid. But the the basic idea is the world doesn't know. They don't care or listen. But we are a country under occupation, and they are destroying our our culture systematically and committing genocide. And they explained how that was happening. And we've never talked about it since because you can't. No, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when I first went over there in 2010, it was just after, I want to say, the Jasmine Revolution, which was, had nothing to do with China, I don't think. Anyway, maybe it did. I might be mixing things up. Anyway, it was right after 2009, of course, because it's 2010. Uh, it was either the Jasmine or the Jade Revolution, where Facebook and all of those things got cut down. It was right after. And a big reason is because of the Uyghur population uh, having revolts. <clears throat> so... This is not to shame China or any of that stuff. It's not to shame Chinese people. 
I don't think Chinese people have anything to do with this. I think the Chinese government, as a government, not the Chinese, not the communist government, because they're not fucking communists. At least, I don't know what communist book they are. Um, it's something that that government is doing uh, for various reasons. And is it bad? There's a lot of bad in the world. Yes, it's fucking bad. Yes, it is bad. Um, and I'm a, I'm a, a white dude in LA saying it's bad <laughs> for all that's worth never been to St. John heard stories um <laughs> do they game <laughs> I didn't mean any gamers <laughs> I didn't mean any gamers strangely enough though um <laughs> I did walk across the street from my you know uh because I was I was in the Muslim quarter, right where the Uyghurs yeah, were. Of course. And I walked across the street to the one Chinese business owner in the whole sector. There was one Chinese guy with a business. Can you guess what that business was? Uh, was it a foreign exchange? Um, uh, with currency exchange? No, it was a liquor store. Hey, because because none of the Muslims were selling alcohol, and I walk in low behold oh. out of every place. Yeah, every place in China. That place had two bottles of Woodford Reserve, and I bought Whoa. those sons of bitches. Oh, right. shit. What was it? Were they expensive? Uh, they were, well, at the time, I thought they were, because they were probably like, you know, 50, 60 bucks. But now, uh, I mean, if they found the same price, it'd be cheap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went to a John's out here. Um, John's. Yeah, John's. It's called John's. J-O-N-S. Um, I think it has an apostrophe. It's a grocery store. Sure it was a, a Vons? <clears throat> no, I think it was John's. Maybe it is Vons. I think it's John's. It's Vons. They, 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 get, they have all Vons is the grocery store. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this Sorry. to me, Ken? <laughs> Didn't mean now, you love, you love it. You fucking troll. <laughs> no, the Johns, motherfucker. The goddamn Johns. And there is no apostrophe. Johns Fresh Market, you son of a bitch. Excuse me, you son of a bastard. Fucking yeah, virtue signaling. Mother okay, so. I went to a Johns. There's Apparently a it's Johns. <laughs> I'm not going to believe it. Apparently the Johns out in L.A., you can get all kinds of liqueurs and amaros and craziness for way, way, way cheap. Anecdote, if any of you were ever in L.A. Hellboy. How does this have to do with gaming? I'll tie it in. Okay, I've got it. <clears throat> this has to do with OSR, so old school revival renaissance. Has to do with uh, RPG theory and your all's play experience. Specifically, the question is towards Jeff, of course. Shopping in gaming. It happens. Sometimes whole sessions where you go to the marketplace and you sell your fucking wares and you know where I'm going with this. Hmm. Probably. There's, there's, there's campaigns where people set up a business. They have a party that sets up a business in Sigil 
We say sigil, we don't say sigil because we're not fucks. Anyway. Commerce. This whole thing. What is that in gaming go? It, does it have a I mean, place? Does it not have a place? Is it a good thing to do? Do you avoid it? What? No, I mean, I mean, my 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 preference is to skip over that. Like, you know, um, if you're doing old school stuff, you know, between sessions, you're supposed to be in town. You're not supposed to be camping in the dungeon between sessions, right? I mean, that's that's the the standard. Yeah, everybody does it on their own, but that's when you do your shopping. So that you come in the next uh, the next session before we start, you know, right as you're about to uh, head back to the dungeon, and you're like, "Yo, I bought these things. I spent this money." And DM says, "Cool," you know. Um, I don't think you ever need just waste time on it. Here, here's the thing that I, I realized about D and D. Someone else said it's not my idea, uh, but whenever I heard it it dawned on me and it made so much sense and it's talking about several things but this is one of those key things someone talked about playing a game and really what gaming was you sit down and you play a game for four hours seeking out that 15 minutes of fun and i think that helped start the osr movement that idea started you know that that was part of the, the whole indie movement because everyone got tired of that, you know, of role playing about nonsense, uh, where only one person is having fun, people splitting up and trying a, a bunch of shenanigans, uh, you know, planning until you're, you know, blue in the face, Shadow shopping, on. trying to haggle with everybody. And then, you know, like the, the, <laughs> prime, the prime example is, is you sit down and you plan for everything. You sit down and you talk and argue for like an hour, hour and a half. And then you go do the plan and one, you, you don't use the plan. So it immediately goes off track. Yep. It's not what you think it was. It's not even a fight anyway or whatever. And then suddenly you just went one, one move, one room over and you wasted all that time. And, and, and the DM is sitting there like twitching. That's why I used to carry ibuprofen and aspirin around my dice box. <laughs> right? because when you first start playing you think that's how you have to play you think that's what's required of you to allow that to happen and then you know then you learn it's like no you just tell people just do that away from the table or you want to do it real quick cool just just do it on your own right down and, and, and take off the gold i don't want to spend time on holker throw in on this yeah i can i I often find myself being one of the least knowledgeable people of, the, of whatever system that I'm playing with. And so when people tend to do that, I, as, as a player, will just will start to get lost because uh, people will talk about, oh, what their character can do and whatnot. And I'm not I'm not mad at them by, by any means. It's just it's just the way it is. I, I, I start to feel like, well, I don't. No, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a fighter. I got a weapon. I'm gonna stand there and I'm gonna swing it. And I'm gonna roll. I know my own armor class. <laughs> uh, well, you're but, playing an archetype in D and D. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 This is not immersion. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, I have always found the immersive part, it's something that I've had to expend effort towards. Uh, and, and this is this is true, and I'm going to go on a, a bit of a tangent. Uh, this, okay. this is true for most aspects of role-playing, uh, save for one. There's one part that, 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 I, that I will immerse myself in, uh, and that's actual world-building. Hmm, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Which uh, you're very good at. Yeah, uh... I really, I really, really like world building and and trying to uh, try to create something with some sort of consistency and, and enough there that can actually drive the story forward. But other than that, I found it to be rather difficult. I mean, not difficult, but it's always it, it always takes some effort on my part to try to immerse myself. And I, I found this with. I found this with LARPing as well, because I used to do that as well. Uh, we don't talk it's about all... the time. We just back yeah. like it didn't happen. It's... Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 that's an errata. Well, like... so, it, the idea of immersion, right, is an interesting mm -hmm. topic. So maybe maybe I could ask you guys, when you, when you are talking about immersion in this sense, what do you mean? Let's define it. And let's get let's get Holker and Ken on this because they're both they've played, but a lot of how and correct me if I'm wrong here, a, most of their gaming has been through me running, um, for better or worse. And I I run a certain way. So I have I've played in a fair number of campaigns that you neither you nor anyone else fucking that you, whore you, you cheat you know, on have, me. I've been a part of you son of a bitch. Uh, Sorry, you, you son of a bastard. And I, I made a lot of son of a whoever. I made, a, I made a lot of films that you weren't a part of. Uh, and I feel like a money. film uh, making making fiction into reality is is a form of role playing game. How dare you? <laughs> uh, I certainly played a lot in high school uh, and and appreciate playing again. I, it was something that that I didn't expect to do. And I was, I was half, I was half, uh, being, oh yeah, let's, let's make a, a role-playing game, uh, live stream because I was like, I don't know what I to do with myself. It's, you know, being middle-aged dude in, in Lexington, Kentucky, you gotta, you gotta figure out something to do with your time. Uh, starting up that rock band didn't seem intellectually stimulating to me so so why not you know try to create something uh tell some stories and and i tried politics for a while and it was just soul crushing so here we are uh, getting get I... back to your go on <laughs> gonna say, every time you speak it's about five topics at the same time yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Best. Getting back to your uh, your question, Jeff, or, or I, w I would say that immersion is <clears throat> being involved enough with the story that you are telling your part of it. In other words, I, I, 
you, you feel like your character can you feel like your character is is free to act agency yeah so that's another word uh, we're, we're gonna get, interact we're gonna get into some definitions really quick um i mean this is throughout and and we're i think we're heading deep in the paint with what jeff you kind of your zone you know with philosophy and all these things uh people can have their own opinions they can have their educated opinions their informed opinions but when we haven't defined terms then it's really difficult to talk to really have conversation and figure something out because someone will say oh rules light is the best thing i, I literally dread lore the youtube channel is in which is me uh, and ken but i'm i'm doing it so it's me is in an argument right now on someone's uh page about the idea of mechanics and and should a system have something to do with how a player makes a decision for the story and they keep on using the word diegesis which i had to look up which just means the fucking story and what i keep on saying in the comments is hey we need to define these terms <clears throat> our definitions what are you talking about when you say this or this or this and they don't want to do that and then when i say hey come and talk on the podcast it gets deleted because mm. i'm apparently plugging my own podcast on someone else's fucking stream also you motherfuckers go to hell anyway i'm gonna fucking yeah, find them in here in i a mean second. deleting that stuff is definitely uh yeah contextual. deleting deleting fucking comments mother anyway my point you can delete we delete comments Go well, ahead. yeah, but if if it's like porn or something, no, well, or I mean, they're or, like, or it, they're if like, it's utterly like, random, yeah, no, just yeah. if it's random, it's context based. Like, you, like you like, were saying, you were giving them a platform. You were you were saying, hey, we clearly have some beef. I got the balls to say, why don't you come and talk to us on my Discord, and we'll have a conversation and yeah. work through some stuff instead of, hey, you're a dick butt. Yeah, <laughs> let's actually have a conversation. Let's have a community. Let's do something with gaming. Oh, wait, this is all about your fucking subscribers and your stupid ass fucking views. And you're going to delete my comments because there's no other podcast out there. It's um, I, I think immersion to me is is what I do on the podcast. It's it's more more it's it's for myself. I mean, I get what uh, somebody said earlier about like I remember my first kill, or at least certainly Dolby's first kill, and I remember Nord's first attack visually in my head. That it's like that experience happened. It was violence, and it's it's memorable like violence that has occurred in real life. Um, but but a lot of what we do is with the podcast is is visually immersive because it has and graphics and art and, and visuals it's it's about trying to be in the moment and trying to be in yourself and so if you do a shopping episode it's kind of like going to the grocery and saying well i need some eggs and some cheese and some rice and maybe some flour uh, carrots i you can you can stop me anytime but uh, it's just I'm, not i'm just fun. waiting 
It's no, not I, 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 I know. Um, I get what you're saying, and I think when we talk about immersion in gaming, a lot of times I think what people mean is they mean um, being drawn into that world and in, into that fiction, right? Mm. You're seeing, like, phenomenologically speaking, you're seeing through the eyes of the characters. You're feeling through the fingers of the character. When you look at across the table, you're not seeing your buddy. You're seeing, you know, that character. You're in that world. And I remember, you know, when people play in that style, they don't want anything to break the, uh, the verisimilitude. What was the word uh, that I'm thinking? Um, you know, the 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 reality of of, of the experience. I don't. I can't remember the word. But no one wants. To break that, I remember when we would play, you know, like you would want everybody to be serious. Don't crack jokes. Don't talk about things outside. We, we want to be in this moment, right? And that's a particular kind of immersion. But why I bring it up and why I ask it is because, of course, there are different kinds of immersion, right? You can have a story in which is very top-down, where you're not in character, you're not speaking in character. Like, say you're making a decision for your character. Okay, am I going to, you know, if my brother and my, you know, uh, my king are both in trouble, who am I going to help? And you're kind of doing this top down approach. So part of it is, well, what does this character think? Right. You're not thinking in the character, but you're immersed in the world. You're thinking, should my character do this? Should they do this? What would they do? What would make a better story? Immersed in the game itself. So there's like this different level. Right. And I, I just ask it because when we talk about immersion, it's something that is thrown around so often. Tons. I think people tend tend to be they tend to be talking about different things sometimes. And well, it's and also the way you approach it. If you're like, I am going to do this action. I'm going to take my sword and and block this person attacking me, or or my character Nord is going to take his camera and take a, a photograph. Like, it's the I first versus third person as well. I mean, is is that, um, does that have a, like, if, if, you're, if you're looking at a person, like, are you more immersed if you say, it is me, I, and, and engage in it that way? Or is it if you mention the person as a third person and describe their name and then, Right, like a lot of people, uh, there's a discomfort there. A lot of people uh, don't want to say, I do this and speak in a voice and, and, and do whatever, right? They, they they say, you know, their character's name is Bob. So they're like, you know, well, okay, Bob walks over and he searches this and, you know, he does this thing and he, he tells the Lord, he thinks, blah, blah, blah. There's a sort of distance there because mm. it can be uncomfortable jumping in. You know, it's like kind of like acting. You're like opening yourself up and having someone speak back to you but then on, on the on the flip side of that if you're searching that out if you're searching that kind of immersion where you know i want to argue with you and have an actual conversation from my character's point of i you know i this you that and i want you to do the same it breaks my immersion if you're talking to the third person like you know if i come up and i'm like oh you bastard you slept with my wife i pull my dagger and shove it in your gullet or whatever and you're like um you know my character bob blocks that it 
you know, like there's that step removal that people who search immersion struggle with. In fact, there's like a whole movement I think in uh, in like Scandinavian role playing where they're all about super heavy character immersion, like that first guy I was talking. About. And you would think that LARPs, so live action role play, goes immersive, and in fact, it's like maybe seventy thirty. Like if I'm being if I'm being kind, sixty forty, meaning forty percent immersion. The rest is just weird mechanics. Like you're at a you're at a Halloween party. Um, it is like I agree with you, Jeff. It's it's very intimidating for people to actually get into the character and to just make decisions. Um, even myself, like while playing, I'm want to describe why and justify why everything is why 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 and some sort of inner monologue that honestly no one gives a fuck about like every so often it might matter um especially if you're trying to set up a scene that's something that would happen in the star wars game that punksicle uh ran in dreadlore we would be very cinematic and then we would go from the sort of cinematic view into an immersive play and that's you know that that's the entire point of dreadlord right you're you're describing the scene and what's happening and then you're yourself back and forth and blah 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 and the mechanics are in there somewhere so it's a style of play it's, it's very uncomfortable do. it's very yeah. it takes a like holker said it's, it takes a lot of energy but my my argument is you're around the table for four or five hours doing a thing you're you are not just sitting there eating chips, watching a fucking sports game. You're engaging with people. You are creating. You're spending your goddamn fucking breath and your heartbeats. You don't get those back. Do it on purpose. Make something. Which I will understand. And, and, and I, I'll agree and have been criticized by people that don't like me very much. <laughs> oh. Uh, Did, it's we, a little too intense. Sometimes it's too intense. We, talk, we talked about this last, the first time I heard using I instead of working in the third person uh, was with Bill Allen and when he was talking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that I'm not doing that. I'm saying, nor does this. And mm. it's just like, it's... The I, energy I pulls it. away. Yeah, but I, I see it and, and let me tell you why I, I i realize that it's good to be in the moment and be that person and, and and be first person with this but i did that because it's like i want to reestablish that person exists like like yeah re to say their name like a uh, script. because we're doing it we're yeah we're doing it like a script so it's like if you're reading in the script you know nord you know puts his shoes on and uh puts his coat on, walks to the door and looks out the window and, and a forlorn uh, melodramatic way. But then you've got it, to take the next it, step and go into it, right? Which it, you do it, often. It, you do often. Yeah. Well, I mean, then I, it, it, it's, it's, it's a release when I jump from, Okay, we're we're gonna. I I just jump. I I don't explain it. I I usually just go from the description of the action into, um, okay, this is just saying what I intend to say. 
so but I think I think I, I used the term because in, entirely because stage direction has the person's mm. name in it. Yeah, 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 that's that's where you come from. It's that yeah. very cinematic idea. So Hulker is incredibly good at immersion immersion uh, when he plays a character. It's very boom. He just says it. And oftentimes it's jarring because the other people in the game are not doing that. Mm. And so you kind of have the best games, in my opinion, are when people have that cohesion where whatever you're doing, you're doing the same thing. And there's the trust of you're doing the same thing. You know where you're all coming from, right? Okay, so back to immersion. Well, you, you, you hit on a good point about kind of that co cohesion and you know it, it's one of the things that i actually always enjoyed about gaming with you bill is that you know just one being able to roll with things but as a player you were always regardless of your what stance you were taking you're always with inside the game mm. and so you're playing you're thinking about your character uh, you're interacting as if you're in the world. Because what gets to me is when people begin playing from outside of that space. Now, the word for this that I would want to use is metagaming. But metagaming already has a space that means something different. Mm. Right? So, I like, I don't want to use that term right but this but this idea of using the social context where you're kind of you know you know you might know ways to chat up your dm to get something to occur or you're talking about something in a way uh, outside of the game that you know you know belittles uh, a person or you know there's like these kind of uh, ulterior tactics that break that cohesion mm. and you know it's something that you don't always you know it's sometimes hard to pay attention to when someone they're they're doing something you know and then you begin to realize you know it, it might turn they, an they often have like a different that. goal in mind <clears throat> yeah. so you're few... blurring the fourth wall to gain an advantage exactly and and not in a way that's like you know Fun. well I know that vampires, you know, I know that, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta bring the vampire out into the sunlight, but my character does it. So, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like that kind of stuff. I'm okay with actually, I'm actually okay with that kind of mitigate, you know, but yeah, breaking that fourth wall to get an advantage, especially if it's over someone else, it breaks that cohesion. Right. It causes arguments and I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing of, uh, like, Okay. <clears throat> There's so many different examples of this. It's a person who's not playing the same game. Exactly. Like, it's not necessarily exactly. that they're playing a different mechanic or whatever. It's that their goals are not the same. It's like, as Ken had mentioned many moons ago in another podcast, when you play to draw versus you play to win. Like data <laughs> in Star Trek Next Generation. Life forms did loop, doop, doop. 
You're playing baby, a different baby game. Baby life forms. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> if, if uh, this is something that that actually Tim Tim has has gone off. He said night uh, to all of us. By the way, uh, good night, gentlemen, is what he said. Um, it's one of the things that he and I we had a big old fight over, and then you know afterwards talked it out and everything, and you know broed out and had bourbon and made out whatever. Uh, we were playing this game and he finally just said, dude, I just want to, I was running. He's like, dude, I just want to go in and fight the monsters. Like we've been spending like three sessions with like politics and figuring out why we're doing it. He's like, I just want to get in there and fucking stab somebody. And I, at the time, of course, argued against it, but he has a point. No pun intended. If you're trying to play the game where you go in, you break down the door, you murder some goblins, steal the shit and roll. That's a game, right? But like if everybody else is like super into the politics of, wait, this currency is not the king's currency or whatever the fuck. You're not playing the same games, you know? That's right. You go to someone's house for a party. It turns out they're all playing fucking Axis and allies. God! Oh. A lot of dice in that game. Oh. A lot of dice. Lord. A D6 based dice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, let me talk some shit really quick. And then we get back to this. The channel in question is called Black Lodge Games. So you can go to their channel. It's on YouTube. Uh, they have this whole thing reviewing games and such. Specifically, Candela Obscura. Jeff, have you seen that. any about that? Uh, I, I just know that was like the, uh, the 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 what's the name the the Mercer guy. Yeah, Matt Mercer. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's a critical role uh, game, I think. Yeah, that's right. Critical so, role. That's what so I I don't know if this is clickbait or not. It didn't seem like it. It says Candela Candela Obscura review. Is this even a game? And uh, I haven't seen the I've game, seen. but apparently it's. It's not exactly what it was touted to be. Um, and you should check out if you want to read it, or I should read it. If you want to watch it, it's Black Lodge Games is a review. And there's this red-headed dude who's got a seriously nice beard. Uh, yeah. In a blue screen. Uh, and he's doing a thing. They have two, I think, two games or two campaigns or something that, that they're dealing with. And they got in some heat because one of them... The guy They're who created it live right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the guys who, who kind of created their system. Pretty much just he's just using uh, uh, Forge in the Dark, the, the 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 Blades of the Dark system, mm. but he didn't he didn't credit it, right? Mm. Um, so there's 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 that game, and 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 people were kind of uh, I, I saw some stuff, uh, some of the YouTube things that I watch about gaming and they were having some issues with that. Like, Hey, come on, if you're going to use somebody's system, you know, say it right. Which makes sense. But then they have this other system and I'm not sure the names of them. They have another one that uses 2d 12. Mm. And yeah, it's something yeah. like, yeah, if, if you, if, if, if and the, the dice are different colors and they represent something. So it's like, if, if one is higher, like you add them together, so that, but yeah. if one is higher then that's the, the thing that helped you do it, 
you do it in that way and the other one is that thing is like oh you know is it hope or fear i don't remember what they are but it's something like that so knowing a little bit as you you explain that that actually informs me a little bit about i'm gonna and i'm throwing down hope throw it down uh the eye wizard 8288 i'm calling you the fuck out since you called me the fuck out and apparently black lodge games fucking highlighted the comments and then started deleting my fucking replies that is some bullshit i do not agree Mm. with that what stays on the internet what is on the internet should stay on the fucking internet motherfuckers Mm. all right well if you're losing the argument no you got to delete that stuff well they're not losing they're not losing the argument at all they're not losing the (laughs) argument at all it was it was a uh this is what was said so the eye wizard whatever the fuck that means I don't know it. It's, Maybe it's like the robe of, No, no, the robe of, of, of eyes, perhaps, in D&D? Anyway. I don't know. So I, don't I say, people are either smitten with D20 or rules light systems these days. I understand it not, because I'm Yoda, okay? Yeah. Do you have a link I made, I made Dreadlore with rules to promote storytelling, but also have a little crunch. Rolling dice is fun, y'all. So it's this little pussy footing, excuse me, dick footing comment that doesn't really argue with anybody. But it's also saying, hey, look, I don't really agree with a lot of D20. I really don't like rules like systems most of the time because I enjoy immersion and longstanding campaigns. I was attempting to promote a little bit of a, uh, a conversation, which I did. I succeeded. This is what the eye wizard says. Now, this person could be 10 years old. I have no idea. With a thesaurus. No idea. And, they say, and you the, oppose... That's why on. you're cussing at him. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they can go fuck themselves. You oppose storytelling and mechanics. That's their first words. You oppose storytelling and mechanics. Is that a question or is it a period? It It's a period. So I said people are either smitten with D20 or rules light systems these days. Semicolon. I understand it not. I made Dreadlore with rules to promote storytelling, but also have a little crunch. Rolling dice is fun. They say, you oppose storytelling and mechanics. Both miss the point. In an RPG, the decision-making step is informed by the diegesis, the reality of the character. The system intervenes at the resolution step, and the consequence, the result, is the story. Now, beyond their bad punctuation and misuse of diegesis, which I had to look up, because if you're going to throw down that fucking word, you better fucking know what it means. It means story, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I know what, I know, I know what they're trying to say. They're, but they're, they're not trying, saying Right, they're, they're pretty much trying to say that at least what it sounds like the, the, the story that the fiction itself should lead up to the characters making a decision and then the right the story the, the, informs the, what people do right and, Fine. Then, and, and the system the, should and be involved the, the, the you come up to a question you use the mechanics the dice rolling which then gives you the consequence and then you, you react from there right right yeah i i know what they're 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 trying to say which has nothing to do with your comment i'm not sure what why they're they're trying to say i that. have no idea and and that, and even, and even what they're saying, that only works for certain games in which you have that sort of system. If you have something like um, I don't oh, remember like what, what was what was some of them were called, but like um, 
they're like they're like uh games where you know you have like fortune at or fortune at before right so you roll and then you take the results then you roll before you decide what you do and then you take the the results of the dice to narrate in that case mm. it, 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 it's the dice that fully it's, it, it's flipped so that person right, 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 right. is only looking at they only know they're only talking about one method right there's several one methods right but the thing is is i agree with them so i say tldr because the internet tldr too long didn't read i say tldr there's more to it than that which is to say what you just said I think that I think that's an oversimplification. It can work really well for certain styles of games and genres, but ignores but it ignores the fact that players are playing the game, the system. <clears throat> the system informs players how to play, and if the system rewards a way of playing, for example, big numbers win, then that frustrates certain games, for example, horror. Okay. Yeah, we can. Your argue answer with is yeah. Your answer is, but system matter, right? <clears throat> right. They say, no immersion, no horror, and mind you, I'm the punctuation is bad. No immersion, no horror, and meta filters between the player and the diegesis impair immersion. It's very simple, as it relies on perception and imagination. It's natural and visceral. I feel like well, they're speaking to me in haikus. Yeah, okay. Well, so, you know, it sounds like what they're they're pretty much saying is the mechanics need to get out of the way, right? And they're talking about, you know, they're talking about horror. They're like, you know, you have to have, Im you have, to have immersion to have horror, which, you know, I think is a debate all of itself, you know. Sure. Uh, right? But they're saying, you know, get, let the mechanics out of the way because, you know, with their fancy words, what was the, the, the meta or whatever the meta steps between the um, the decision and the outcome and role play? You know, from when you break that immersion and you start again because you're doing some rule stuff, you know, it, it breaks immersion, which again depends on the game, depends on what you're going for. Um, and, and what yourself play because if you know if you're if you're playing a war game there were plenty of people who were very immersed in the game and now again we're talking about different kinds of immersion mm. but you can be very immersed rolling a bunch of dice to hit then to dodge then right armor and then damage and you have like all these steps and then morale and you moving your little dudes on a field and measuring it out there are plenty of people who've been immersed in that and that's 99% crunch, almost no narrative structure. So mm. this person is taking a a very specific line and saying this is this is what we're talking. You know, this. I, I wonder. I wonder how immersive a game would be if there were absolutely no mechanics. Because think about it. Let's say, mm. yep. let's say, uh, let's say it's it is a war game and it's uh, there's no mechanics, and uh, you're you're the. Uh, Arbiter, DM, or or whatever, and and uh, someone says, "Oh yeah, 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 I uh, I shoot this person. You hit them, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit them. All right, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna march over there. Uh, you you trip on something. Sorry. Uh, you fall. Yeah. Um, you uh, you lose your gun, and uh, 
Yeah, you you got to keep running, because they're, they're still coming for you. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I run, I run. Yeah, um, and then the DM says, well, yeah, you, uh, you know, you run into the, uh, run into the bushes, what do you do? Um, and the player says, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go over there, or, or, or whatever, and it just, they're, I don't, yeah. I don't think that would be a very, no, Fun. It'd be awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a really awesome. solid point because really at the heart of it, what you know, when you look at it, a role playing game without any mechanics, what is it? It's make believe. It's mm. what we used to do as kids, yep. in which we were very immersed in as kids. But there's a, a, a there's a, a point where it stops when it says, you know, this is taking out that whole meta that, that this, this person talked about. When they say, "Boom! I shot you. You're dead," and they're like, and no, you didn't. Uh-huh. I shot you, right? Because even Holker's example, there's a referee involved, right? Right. Without any mechanics, it's just it's it's pure um, interpersonal, uh, like social contract. Yeah. So the reason that we even have a rule at all, even if you want to do the most basic, where it's <laughs> do I do the thing I say I do? Yes or no? Flip a coin, right? The most basic way you, you might be able to go about it. You look. I shoot you. Bang. Flip a coin. Even with that, does that break immersion or does it keep it? Because there's there might be a a, a difference between breaking immersion momentarily in order to, to make that bridge versus breaking immersion completely because you can't agree on, on the the consequences, of the outcome. Hundred percent. The, the mechanics 100%. provide a way at their most basic level for the people involved, the storytellers and the players, to come to an agreement on a particular action. And the story can then proceed forward. So you so, think that there's like a, a, a list somewhere of rules that everybody knows and can follow and 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 they figured out. Well, you, you hit on something here. This is something I had a conversation with another guy about it because he made the argument. We were talking about system matters, right? And he was making the argument that system doesn't matter, which, you know, which which I don't agree with. And, he, and he's saying that really you take your your system, whatever you're playing, and you just reskin it. So it's like, okay, if you have a loincloth and a sword, you're a barbarian. Great, you roll your dice. Uh, you take that off, and suddenly you're in a spacesuit with a gun. Suddenly you're you're, you're sci-fi. And and I was like, no, no, no. I I think system matters, and we were arguing about it. And you hit at something right there when you're talking about these rules that everybody knows. And and one of the the points that I was trying to make there. Is this idea of what we all accept? So say we're, say we're playing a game. Doesn't matter what rule said, all right. And we're playing a, a, a the the fiction, the fictional world that we're playing in is a, a human world. You're a normal kind of person, and it's like okay, you know, you're pulled over by a cop. What do you do? And you say, I get out of the car and and I fly like Superman. Well, there's no rule about that. But you say, well, no, you can't do that. What are you talking about? It's like, no, no. I My hands turn into machetes and I chop them up. It's like, no, no, you, you don't get to say that happens. There's a whole list of things that just naturally occur in our brains when it comes to, the, to fiction because we're storytelling machines as humans about what's narratively acceptable. Right. And, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll see people play with that sometimes if they're a new gamer or something, or if they're just socially awkward and then they say something that everyone at the table starts cringing about because you know it's not socially acceptable. Now, I'm talking about logic and, and reason, but there's also this level of, of, uh, of the social, right? You have someone sit down, and then they start being 
um, totally inappropriate. There, there was a, 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 a guy, one of the guys who worked on uh, Blaze of the Dark stuff. He, he was working with uh, New York University, NYU. He was like teaching people gaming and doing all this stuff. And he kind of committed a, a, a sexual assault in game onto it, like as he was this open. The Cobell, yeah. that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked. Yeah. To, right. We talked about this a number of times on this show. Yeah, Adam, Adam right. Cobell. Right. So right there, he he he, he breaks. Really? I was drunk. A social contract. Three times. Right? Yeah. That. So so the the point is yes, there are tons of of rules that I would love are to never hear. printed yeah. down. Can 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 you uh, go back and just de deconstruct the situation that for this? Because we've talked about this a couple of times, and I think it's fascinating. And I really, I, I think I'm, I'm I got a glimpse into what you're saying. Can you just rephrase what kind of what you're saying? Mm. Yeah. So I about I guess that. to rephrase to be short. So you have a system, printed rules write the text that say in this situation do this or give you guidelines right because i honestly believe the actual rules are the ones at the table not in the book i like the the book it, nothing to do with the game it informs it but when you're at the table the game the rules that you play with those are the rules of the game now we think in terms of the mechanics being this game that we are playing this construct right this mental construct make a saving throw right but there are all these other like a substrata of rules that deal with our language our social contract what what style of play are we are we being immersive and then you're if you stand up in the middle and be like hey who wants chinese and then that mm. like that like pisses people off right or, you know, if you're being the goofy character, what's your character's name? Oh, my name's my, my character's name is Roscoe Pico Train. And people are like, uh, that's not the style that we're going for, right? But you also have this level of mutual understanding about the world. I cast Fireball. Can I do that in this world? Right? Or, you know, am I, what am I bound to? So we know when we sit down and play Call of Cthulhu, we understand immediately the horror and, and, and the stretch of the human imagination and that you're this weak cosmic nothing, right? So the rules are what's occurring at the table. We are informed by texts that give us guidelines about how to handle the game, when to roll dice, what to do that. But there's so much more to that. And that's why it's always weird when you start a new game with people you've never played with before. Because you're learning these other rules subconsciously, mm. right? So, um, was was Adam wrong? Oh, we're gonna let's oh, let's for, put a pin, oh. let's put a pin in that really quick because I okay. want to go into the Adam thing. Um, I haven't actually seen it. So one of these days we'll get you to watch it. Maybe yeah, we should so, all watch so, it together. We should well, do a viewing party at, at a future. What I'm saying is I'm not going to weigh too much in until it's it's all going to be observation. Yeah. I wanted to finish this, my bitch fest here, and I wanted to take a yeah, quick keep break. Going, keep going. And then come back and do the Adam Cobell thing because I, I think that's a really interesting conversation. Yeah. So he, let me finish this bitch fest. My main thing is uh, I wrote uh, a comment um, in response to 
the person saying, no immersion, no horror. This is uh, the eye wizard person. And it was deleted. Now, the comment said something along the lines of, uh, I don't think you're reading what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you're actually spending the time to pay attention and have a conversation with me. Uh, would you like to come to the Geeky Gamer podcast since you obviously have something to say and let's let's chat. And I believe that I also extended that to uh, Black Lodge Games. Now, internet protocol. I do understand that could be seen as plugging my own show, plugging my own game system. It is, in fact, doing those things. I can see that being seen as a faux pas, which is arguable, and we can argue about it, and it's their channel, and they can do whatever they want. But this is my channel, and I can do whatever I want. I think that is some fucking bullshit. Um, I think where it is coming from, I, I wasn't just spamming their shit. I feel defensive. I wasn't just sure. saying, hey, jump on my system, jump on my podcast, fuck your shit. That wasn't what it was. I'm subscribed to their channel. I have liked their content. I've watched their content, given them the analytics. I'm engaging with their community on their chat. This is all good for Black Lodge games. Now, it's sure. infinitesimal because they have, you know, uh, 31,000 views and 2.65 thousand subscribers. Okay? Whatever. Yeah, they this, but this is a part of community. Cutting you off. So, yeah. so why the fuck delete my 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 uh, deal? Whatever. We can talk about this. What they did Let's then, what they did then, is they highlighted a reply to my reply, which they deleted. This is how I found out about it, because I got a reply from the Eye Wizard who said, "Yeah, mind you." What they just said was, no immersion, no horror. They replied to my comment. <clears throat> then they reply again to nothing. Yeah, no system guiding the character's action. From the character's point of view, only his knowledge, abilities, and his surroundings. That's what it's about. Immersion, no filter at that step. Range of actions defined by the diegesis, which they're just repeating themselves over and over and over. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're, again, not listening. Which I sat there thinking, did they not read it? What are they replying to? Oh, Black Lodge Games deleted my reply. And then they had the audacity, in my opinion, to highlight their reply. Hmm. Because these people love rules light. Which, you like rules light? Fine, I think you're a fuck. Whatever. So, so their comment that they highlighted didn't make any sense makes no sense once, what, so what, what, comment because it didn't right. make any sense one when, when you said it. so one last thing. what they're saying oh, go, go, go. they're the the to translate that message it seems to me what they're saying is now he doesn't use the words should and ought but i read them how one ought to play is from the character's point of view so you base everything on, on, on the character, what they can do, what they feel, what they think. And that is what keeps you immersed. And, and you know, throw the, yeah, throw the mechanics away. And right? there should not be any mechanics. Right. Is what they're saying. So, yeah. They want a rule yeah. flight system where somehow that's. Yeah. Better. They're, they're, they're making an argument for rules light uh, without. Yeah, yeah, that's what what they're doing, and, and they're really dick like, putting around. 
Yeah. So, so you, your, your comment was on the Candela Obscura failure and why they decide to play what they decide to play instead. Was that the video? Uh, it's a uh, Candela Obscura review. Is this even a game? Okay. So then I replied again and my lady friend was here and I said, holy shit. I think they deleted my comment. Yeah. So I laid a little trap and I said, Hey, I don't know if you saw my last comment. I'm not sure if you're responding to it or not. That's not really what I was saying. Also, I think my comment may have been deleted. What I had said, and I reiterated what I said. You should jump on the podcast. I did that specifically so that today I could look and see if it wasn't there. And it's not fucking there. So they deleted another comment where I guess I'm plugging myself. So I jumped on there a few minutes ago and I said this. Why do you keep deleting slash censoring our comments? Now it's an hour, by the way, Ken. We're trying to engage on your channel and it's the TTRPG community. It's totally crap that you do this at Black Lodge Games. So I am formally calling out Black Lodge Games. Uh, 2.65 thousand subscribers. You fucks. No, Stop deleting my fucking no, comments. subscribers now. Oh, Stop deleting my, my fucking comments, you assholes. Also, the eye wizard. Jump on my fucking podcast and let's have a conversation. And I'll respect you. Otherwise, yeah, I, you're going to get the I, ire, baby. They're, they're not watching. They're not mm. watching this. Uh, no, it, 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 it's fine. I think, I think you know, they're stick. And this is what we've talked about many times. Having not seen or heard any of their content outside of just briefly looking at it in this moment. Like, my commentary of them is, is they've found somebody else's product that they're highlighting and and they don't like they they're 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 critics they're not makers so yep. it, it's not that's what critics do i mean they yeah they, they might i just unsubscribed and downvoted their fucking video and, well, and also there's also this this idea and I, it goes with a lot of hobbies not just gaming but that people think that there's a a better way to play now, the, you know, you, I think you can argue there's a better way to play to meet your goals or to meet your agenda. But to say that, you know, this style or this method is just superior, mm. right, is it, is kind of bullshit. It, it, it's like, you know, yeah. people who, who want to argue and be like, you know, uh, you know, football is better than basketball. You know, it's just right. it's objectively true. It's like, OK, you're just being a dick, right? Like you can you can critique right. the, the differences, but. People are gonna have 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 their own values, right? It is though. Yeah, there there you go. See, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. It's just like saying white people are better than other people. Lord, you just love it. You love it. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're gonna do a ten minute break. Uh, Holker, I know you got to bounce. Um, yeah. Would you like to have some last words before we jump off? No. Yes, I am. Good. No, it's a good last word. All right, <clears throat> uh, Holker, we will see you on Monday. 7 p.m. for the red writ the red writ uh theater of the mind podcast is what we're doing and you can check that out and all that goodness uh patreon people tim roberts thank you for jumping on daniel holker thanks for jumping on holker and nostalgic uh, i believe is still in the chat on youtube okay uh couch fire media is doing the production 
uh, Twa Reblay, whoever the fuck they are, and uh, Blackwatch Games, you can suck my dick. Okay, we'll take a 10-minute break, and we'll be right back with Jeff McNeil. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, just uh, give, me, give me one second, because I'm fast, but I'm not that fast, and now...
at the door. I am not great, but we're back live with the Geeky Gamer podcast. Just kind of throwing Hi. ourselves back into it. Um, welcome, welcome, Jeff McNeil. Hopefully, Jeff McNeil. this is not the last episode that you'll be on that you'll <laughs> join us. For many Hopefully more. not. The sad and thing is. The sad thing is that we live in a world where where we have to feel the need to give disclaimers. <laughs> that we have to that we have to apologize beforehand. Now, we don't even apologize after. We we apologize before. We preemptively. Uh, what does it say? Um, we never say what we mean. We always say what we are not saying. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's for sure. You know. You know, I I, I, I just I kind of wish that we were just OK being in a world where people were assholes and you just let, you know, assholes be assholes. Right. You see, that, that's the thing is most of the world is. Now, that's that's a it's a rather vapid thing for me to say uh, and arrogant, but whatever. In my experience traveling, most of the world do not dick foot around don't beat around the bush everything sexual can everything can be made sexual oh my god someone can have a problem with everything most of the world doesn't they have their own cultural zeitgeists and faux pas and gaslighty fucking virtue signaling bullshit that they do right look at stalin era russia like, you know, going and, and doing the, all the things you're supposed to do for the uh, for the for the society. Yeah, th this gets a little bit more into philosophy and kind of what I studied and, and, and what I believe. But <clears throat> my to be very general about it, I think that we policed each other very much all the time communities socially police each other all the time what's acceptable what's socially unacceptable all the time mm. however whenever the internet connected us we started to police each other and we were connected across a much wider net mm. right no but it didn't right so we began to police each other we still do because I think there's this innate natural part of us that when people do things that are socially unacceptable to us, there's a natural inclination to stop that. Or promote so, it, right? Assuming what it is. Right. So what I think is we are in, and because especially because of algorithms that push certain things, where you, you have the polls that the loudest, smallest voices are the people of the most fringe. Those are the people that, that were heard, that we hear, and then we think, you know, everyone to the, to, the, to the left of us or whatever, to the right of us are all the way extreme. It effectively, I believe, sends us into a state where we are in digital tribalism. Hmm. Where it is the same as if you were to go back 
when everybody had their own religion and you just killed everyone, right? Because what you have, right, is you one of the hu- amazing things about humans is that we were able to co- cooperate outside of kin groups. Yep. So any other animal, they can only cooperate inside the kin, right? You got to be related to, to the thing to, to work together. And humans have the ability through religion, pretty much, to extend their kin group to strangers. And you're able to, to work together. And as we grew and developed, our, our religions changed to the point that we had the, the big ones, you know, Buddhism, Christianity, and these sorts of things that allowed massive groups of people to cooperate, to join the same thing. Mm. Well, the internet comes along and we're allowed to be total assholes to each other. And it's like we're, we're just starting all over again. So until some new religion comes along that can somehow bring us all together into a group, this is the world that we live in. That's what I think. This is the world we yeah. live Group mentality, definitely. The social contract, um, it, it goes both ways. It can be... What else... What else is friendship? But the ability to have a social contract between people. To have understoods. To take things with a grain, a grain of salt, for example. To believe certain things, which... <clears throat> honestly may or may not be true um guiding principles right you know shared experiences give us this and we're able to say oh this is my friend i can label that person it is a good thing and therefore i can go forward and i don't have to constantly be feral about it um taking from nature in the house there are four cats i like cats Hmm. two of them are domestic Two of them are feral, but they come in and they're kind of like pirates. One of them sort of like quasi uh, feral, probably lived in a house. My point. Because no one has an attention span. When I walk through the house to go get my coffee, I hear the pitter patter of cat feet. The feral cats run away. Right? Why? Because I'm there. They have the wild still in them, and I'm a big monster. That while they can hurt me, inconvenience me with a cat scratch or a bite, I can kill them. Right? Huge difference. Right? Call a Cthulhu style. Every time I, I walk by, they're on alert. They jump up. They freak out. They run away. Even when they don't, constant alert. They're not able to relax, ever. Being able to look at someone and say, oh, you're not related to me. There's no immediate reason that you owe me. I don't dominate you. We're still friends. I can relax around you. We can cooperate. We can do things. You know what? What you just said probably, it it pissed me off, but I'm going to give you the time of day because we're friends. And you know what? We vehemently disagree on something, but I'm not going to kill you for it. Or I'm not going to socially kill you for it. Why? Because we're friends. Because I'm going to find someone. You get where I'm going with all this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is a superpower. Yeah, it really is. When you consider it, you have a small group of people and say that you have someone 
who is obnoxious and mean and might without rules and civilization be a brutal murderer warlord kind of person right maybe at a different time and maybe the only reason that they're not is because there's this overwhelming pressure inside of them that the whole collective around them, their, their small community, by telling them no all the time, but punish him through shame, through whatever, uh, through guilt, through all these mm. sorts of things, we keep this person in check, right? This right. is right, psychopath. right, right. Because sometimes you, you, you know, you, your group may need that psychopath to go kill people, right? But yeah, but but we we develop to a point where okay, well, that person you put so much pressure on them that you know if you were to take those restraints off, they might go and be total assholes yep well suddenly when there's an internet and you can be anonymous there aren't people it's like that that burden is released and those people can go be you know warlord barbarians all over the internet and, and people uh, can get it out like like why did we all play goldeneye and halo for a moment i didn't i mean well this because you're generation x the point is <clears throat> you play these first person shooters or you play these board games and triumph, trance your fucking friends. Fuck you! Right? Why? It gets out aggression. I mean, why do people play games? Right? Like, what is yeah. the point? Sports. It's just, it's simulated war. It's, it, it's, it's simulated it's, war. Right? It, it's so that we can be violent men. They literally say, all. we're going right. to war. Right. So, so we, you know, so, so people can be violent without actually being violent. Yeah. Yeah, I loved I loved playing sports and winning. Uh, that was a rush uh, when when we won games and and it What'd felt you play? good. Uh, I played soccer. Actually, I was on the same soccer team as uh, Andy Bashir for a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun thing growing up. Uh, was he any good? He was actually, oh yeah, he was a forward. Uh, we 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 won state championship uh, a couple oh, wow. of times, or at what least once. Play? I played goalie. <laughs> really? Oh, oh nice. you're a keeper. Because I, I got the 6'4 arms. <laughs> yeah, so was, we were pretty good. So I was goalie. I was well, often fullback. But yeah, no, he's, he's a sweet kid. Anyway, uh, it was um, awesome to win. And it mm. felt good and you were charged after. And it was heartbreaking to lose. And so mm. it's like... If, if if you're playing a video game and you're getting an emotional reaction out of it and you're pretty good and you win more than you lose, you're going to keep playing because you have that dopamine yep. release that, it's important. that gives you... Uh, the reason I trolled people for, for any amount of time, it's like I got a dopamine release from people calling me names and getting off and enjoying the fact that, you know they didn't have an argument they had to res resort resolve themselves to just like personal attacks instead of discussing the nature so i, I i'm totally on your side uh i feel like i missed the entire comeback when and and with with the black lodge uh people i missed that i i've been i take care of my grandmother and and no it's all good it's all good He's required a few things and and the, and uh, more than normal, uh, and everything's fine. So there's no concern there. Yes, it's okay. it's normal, no, normal, normal uh, stuff. Um, but 
I, I think the point is for me, and I think I'm just jumping and trouncing because this is just in my head on what you were talking about. You delete somebody's comment f- for two reasons, in my opinion. <laughs> and that, <laughs> it's either a hot air. But you delete somebody, and I delete people's comments uh, or block people when they personally attack me. Like, they make a violent threat. Uh, they, they, you know, they threat, threaten to do some harm, physical, mental, whatever. If, if you feel like you are getting harmed by someone or abused by someone, it that's when you start blocking and deleting. And the second time is uh, promotional spam. Mm. I feel like that's where you were. The thing is, is you're on the same platform. You're you're on the same platform. Yeah, I see. There's a difference. And and, and what? But but contextually, uh, I don't think you were spamming uh, with content. You were giving them. I wasn't. I wasn't spamming. Yeah. You were giving them opportunities to to understand something. You were you were in a in in a forum where you you could potentially embrace and 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 enhance uh potential people who would be interested in this topic uh, you had previously commented it back and forth and offered uh perspective into it the 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 and and I 100% see why you were infuriated because I would I'm infuriated a little bit too because getting deleted for that they just have a lower threshold of the spam it's either talking about task at hand whatever it is like it's only they're only looking for comments based on exactly what the topic is that you're talking about anything outside of that topic it's it's like it's like they put um you're in a bowling alley sure but but they got the little kid rails up and that that is the short of of why your comment is was deleted in my opinion which is why it doesn't matter uh you know am i infuriated no i'm not infuriated i'm not even offended by it um i'm offended by it it elicits some form of it, it it elicits some form of anger in me it's more like uh What's the emotion? Definitely elicits an emotion. Well, it, you Angst. feel like you have some Angst. something to contribute, and they shut you down. Mm. Like you had a point, and your point was for my, no it, reason. It, it, it wasn't down. even. It, it wasn't even my point. Welcome it was hey internet. look. It was <laughs> hey look. Let's. Isn't this? It's a review. Yeah. I agree with. Uh, I'm weighing in. Yes, I'm weighing in to uh, to gain followers and subscribers. And why else do you fucking say something on the internet like sure. if you don't want to contribute? Oh, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Did Jeff, you put a you, link you in gonna, there? You're going to say something there. Did you put a link when you put it? It, it no. did have a link or did, no? Did not. I didn't do. I didn't. I didn't do any of that bullshit. I didn't say, "Hey, here's our fucking shit." I wasn't trying to poach anything. It was, oh. "Hey, you should yeah, jump on our bullshit. podcast." Yeah, they could easily ch- click on my name and find you know find our page and and it's all up to them i wasn't gonna do any hey are you sure you don't want to blah 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 i didn't go to their fucking page and see them it was 
My it pick was pretty deleted. benign. It was a very and, benign conversation. And the thing that's the kicker, yeah. I would have been okay with it, but they highlighted their fucking response. Yeah. So it's literally at the top of all the comments. Right. And I'm like, they could you. they could have also complained like they might have somebody on the inside and they could have complained to whoever their admin is and they don't and deserve they don't deserve this bullshit benefit of the doubt. They don't deserve it. That's the thing. It irked me so much working with a certain person. Literally, if you make a declarative statement of any sort, well, hold on a second. Motherfucker. Sometimes you should just have a fucking point. Sometimes you need to stand on, on firm ground. This is what I think. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have the discussion. Have a backbone. Sorry, I'm going on a rant. Jeff. Mm, good. Oh, I was just going to say that it was, I think it's different. There's, you know, when someone goes in and, and they're like, you know, the only purpose that they have is to be like, hey, uh, you know, cheap watches for sale or whatever that they're doing, you know, uh, or like, hey, well, uh, you know, or someone asks a question like, hey, what game systems do you like? You're like, I, I like the one that I created and here's the link for it, you know, to go buy it. Like, that is obviously spamming right you're like yeah. you're going there it's another thing to be like hey we're actually having a conversation why don't we do it on, on you know why don't we like, it's an invitation it's like you know like you know well that, that was it we you know it's like trying to have a conversation over email there's a point where you're like hey can we use something better like because you've said your stuff i've said my stuff you've responded and i can tell you don't understand, like, we're not communicating. Let's actually talk about this. As it turns out, there's a forum, and there's a forum for it. Hey, Black Lodge Games, why don't you join? Like, have this conversation. If you guys want to do a podcast, I'll fucking jump on. Oh, no, you're too small. Oh, but that, is that what this true. is about? Is that yeah, what this is true. about? I mean, but that's true. Because me being small or big... Like in terms having, of subscribers, affects you in up, any way. Having grown up Generation X when they didn't have like uh, TV switchers or cameras or computers or like, you know, things that there were four TV stations. That's what we had. So there was a whole lot of you don't get in. Sorry, you don't get to talk. You don't get a voice. And so it's it's a little bit shocking when your voice is taken away uh, and a day like today and in our day and age where that's all we have is a voice in our communication. So it's it's maybe it's 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 something we were used to then and we just moved on past it. But now now it's it's like they've given us all the technology and we have all of the ability and we have all of the means to have this commentary and conversation. But, mm. it, but it was taken, it was like a conversation, a means of, of fulfilling that need to communicate ideas was taken away from you. And it sucks. That really sucks. Well, again, <clears throat> Black Lodge games can, uh, 
they could reach out and you know what i would be perfectly fine being like hey look uh it's all good um etc 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 based on an actual conversation if they deign uh to have that and if this eye wizard dude or person wants to actually have a conversation i'm willing to give that person respect but if they're going to hide behind the anonymity of the internet and delete my fucking comments then they have no spines and they're cowards uh, and I have zero respect for them, and they can go fucking die in a fire with AIDS. Mm -hmm. With AIDS? Terrible. Terrible. With AIDS. AIDS. No AIDS. No AIDS. Nobody wants AIDS. Nobody wants AIDS. AIDS is bad. I mean, no one um, wants to die in a fire have... Nobody wants to die in a fire. <laughs> like, if, I, if I'm being honest, if, if, if I'm dying in a fire with AIDS, the AIDS is least my concerns. It's yeah, that whole, AIDS is it's, 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 it's really the fire comes first. Really. Unless it caused, anyway. Uh, so yeah, it's it's that very thing that I got off on on as a troll myself, like getting people angry like that. When you can tell when somebody's angry, you get off on that, and you know maybe that's like a reverse troll that they did by deleting your comment. I don't I don't know. I mean, they they don't. don't Cobell, what is the situation with Adam Cobell? Uh, how do you understand it, Jeff? Oh, man. Uh, it, it's been several years. Um, yeah, it's old. Oh, has it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't remember exactly even when it was. It was like 2018, man. 2020, something like that. I don't remember. Several years ago now. Um, so, and I could be totally... Missing, messing this up but okay so he like i remember seeing some of his stuff like back when he, nobody was watching and I, and yeah I, I saw some stuff it's he, you know, he's talking yeah real real old um or like john harper like uh he, like they, they they played in games together of uh uh the blades of the dark hmm. so um he gets in this position where he's he's like um what is it like, like like a resident dm i think for uh, like what was that? i don't know like roll d20 or something like one of the big ones right so he's like working it's, at a university or um this thing modifus modifius oh right right uh, okay I, I, but they were doing it every day it was like yeah, yeah. every day several days a week at least they it would it was like professional right so it I remember like he, he had to have get, been getting paid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because it, it, I remember it was, it was streamed online, and the the event, which was streamed online, you could go and find it. And mm -hmm. and this is is probably it's, it's a little iffy for me because I can't exactly remember. But so he's the DM, and there's a girl, and she's running. Uh, a robot it's like some sort of sci-fi game a male robot yeah a male robot right and well you you probably you might know this better than me then um and what the dm does is he has like a like a mechanic or a like a robot mechanic mm. yeah who, who's very obsessed with this robot has obvious desire and they kind of talk and the guy wants to like do something to the robot 
And the player is kind of like, mm, I mean, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going along with it. And the doctor engineer guy hooks these electrodes up and effectively gives the robot an orgasm, like an electro orgasm. And it's like at the end of the session and he's, the team's like all like really excited about it. Like, Oh my gosh, this thing happened, blah, blah, blah. Look at this blah, blah, this thing. And everyone in the chat, they were, I mean, she was kind of going along with it and kind of like, Oh, okay. But you could definitely tell, like he was not grasping that everyone was very uncomfortable. And you, yeah. you can kind of watch it and see it. At least that, that, that was my they, perspective. They, they were laughing. It was like a cringe kind of laughter. Yeah. Um, so, because she didn't know what was happening. There was no choice. Yeah, she, didn't she didn't give know. her, yeah. right? There was no, like, okay, you know, if you do this, then this will happen. Here's what he wants. Are you, you know, blah, blah, blah. They role-played through it, and then suddenly, like, oh, we just role-played effectively a sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And so they, they, they get offline, they ended, and she just thought about it. And she's like, man, I just don't like this it just feels really bad so she ends up kind of end up saying something about it and at first uh, uh, of course he kind of defends himself and he you know uh and then they have a back and forth and then eventually like he got so bad it blows up and, and he gets in all this trouble and he, he's like he's not at the university he's he's not uh, at the company doing the thing anymore and he goes offline completely and he posted like one of those kind of pseudo apologies where he kind of said, uh, you know, I should have known uh, the people at the table better and, you know, you know what they were about or something like that. It, it wasn't like a, you know, oh, I made a person feel really uncomfortable and I'm really sorry about that. Like, you know, and a, a few years later, there was there's some book some game book being released of a bunch of adventures or something. And he was actually going to be in it. And then whenever that kind of thing happened and they thought about it, they, it's like they, they, they took the names down and, 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 and he like, he went to a, a different area or it was like in fine print or something. They, they purposely like, Oh, we're going to make this guy's, uh, name yeah it's, it's smaller right we're gonna take him on right he, and he um, can't he's he's gone the way of uh al franklin uh, al franken <laughs> yeah just gone hello so you want to uh i guess you can't hear that's correct no yeah, this is aaron yeah. she she jumps on every so often a aaron's already had this conversation yeah, yeah. i feel like um, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go we, get a wise i feel like we here. We've, we've already had this conversation. My, I thought you, the way you 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 uh, kind of phrased it, that you had some kind of in, insight onto it. If the pun punishment, at the crime, if it was right or wrong, I uh, I was just I don't want to put you like on the spot, but if if you had an insight into it, that that because it, I feel like it's an interesting story, and. It it's 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 a tragic story um, for everyone involved mm. because I don't think anybody involved and certainly his career is over and yeah 
I mean that, that that's that's the thing, and and I know how sensitive everyone is about these things, you know, right? And, and I think there's a case by case basis. And when I look at it, what I see is, you know, I, I see a guy do something really stupid, really bad, and he's oblivious to it. It's not like he's trying to hurt anyone. Yeah, he's supposed um, to be an ally, right? And uh, and and if you hear him talk about s- stuff outside of that, he really was. He talked about it a lot. You know, but I, I, it's just, it's just a sad part about the world we live in. I think. I mean, I understand that there needed to be some sort of repercussion, but it, it sucks that, you know, it upended his life. You know, like to to me because it, it's like okay, you know, he should be banned forever, in my opinion, because it's not like he was doing it on purpose. It's not like he was a predator. You know, at least I didn't feel that way. You know, he did something really crappy, and he should have just come out and, and, and talk about it but like some related comments yeah. are like christ almighty it keep keep explicit explicit sex out of the community a ttrpg needs to be non-sexual um and it it goes down on there's a lot of like moral you know it's not like, I well, think I mean, people are concerned. Yeah, I mean, especially for him, you're right, because, you know, I mean, this was very public, and, and that, like, yeah. makes it so much worse. Like, I know for, for like, my buddies, you know, we've we've gone down some really dark paths. We've, we've, you know, we've had, done, you know. Yes, for sure. Yeah, you know, and, it, it, you know, we, we've, we've dealt with, you know, sexual assault and rape and human sacrifice and, and all betrayal, like, all the darkest stuff. But it's like you know those people, you know your buddies, you know. Um, so, so it, it is a failure of the company, perhaps that they didn't strike those. Oh. I don't know. That that's always hard, you know. Like they, I mean, I don't know exactly how they handled it. You know, I know that he disappeared, but I, I that I, I don't know. Well, um, he, he was. I think he was fired. I think the company shut down because of it. And oh, really? It, and, oh, yeah. That, uh, I, don't know. I, I mean, I just I thought you had some insight that I don't know. I don't know why that's an interesting story to me. Uh, I mean, I I, just... I think it's super fascinating. I mean, I, I just I, I hate when when people I hate when people make a mistake and then, you know, they're kind of gone forever because you see certain people are able to bounce back yeah. from that sort of thing. You know, you, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you see like someone like, you know, like Louis A.K., who yeah. who. Exactly. You know, he he comes he was back taking his clothes off in front of people and pushing. Yeah, right. You know, um, it, it's just like I, I think when when we delete people forever, we say that oh well, you know, that's what you are. You're this monster, yeah. and we're 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 banning you forever, and. Sure you can't change or it's not a mistake. That's who you are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, meanwhile, if you have enough influence and money, it's like, okay, you can, a lot of times you can buy your way out of things, which just really sucks, you know? Yeah. And there are more comments saying that he should know better. Um, there, you know, that, that he should have known going into it, doing this thing would have caused this big backlash. Because his his audience, I mean, he clearly didn't know his audience. Whereas, like, exactly if that happened. 
in in our show i think and, and maybe that's it i mean i feel like i i made i made the comment that that it wasn't a trust thing maybe it's he didn't know his audience and that his audience was uh a group that you know probably many of them had experienced trauma like this in their past yeah and... well i i i i think also it's not just that it's it's the fact that he didn't recognize that the thing he was doing was sexual assault you know like yeah it's like he had some like idea like oh man this is like some you know cool you know robot in a lab sort of thing right mm -hmm. and i think that he didn't make that connection and then bringing it to people he didn't know very well and doing it publicly recorded i mean they're just like layers of stupidity that it didn't strike him right uh or, but, or arrogance i don't yeah. i don't know i don't see i don't see it as arrogance because when you watch him he's like i haven't seen really it. like immersed and giggly and he's kind of like into it like oh my gosh this is a cool scene and then it wasn't you know so it, was, it wasn't like he was he was being like to me it, he did a creepy thing but he wasn't being a creep show about it that's but, uh, at least when i watched it uh, Another comment that, and again, I'm just reading comments on Reddit, so this is not this this is not there's no fact to any of this. But somebody said, and this is like an argument to me, saying that that he was fine and that the players should have known to ex what to expect because they said uh, people defending him saying that it was a one off and that he had done this multiple times, so he was a repeat offender, and so I I would imagine that if he did this often that if you're going to dm in one of his games there is an expectation for that i mean i don't know i mean that's a whole that's a whole thing i like which i don't yeah, know yeah it's a whole other thing there's a whole other thing it's just it's just weird like if we're talking like and and the reason i'm bringing this up again is because we're talking about deleted comments uh and so so going down the the rabbit hole of yeah of comments on the internet you know it's really interesting to me to like see everybody chiming in on 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 a, a subject matter that i think is really important versus bill's comment got deleted because uh he was <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a greater issue there allegedly well, spamming but yeah no it's but it's definitely communication policing the i mean i should also i should also just say that I am like no expert on him or that situation. I, I yeah, fall. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I, I watched the video a couple years ago or whenever it was. And none of us. When I watched some, uh, you know, his, his, his old play with, with John Harper. So I, I, I know nothing about him. I can't defend him or I can't right. uh, condemn exactly. him. You know, I, 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 I saw one clip. Uh, so I can't really, I can't really say, but you know, it, it's, it's kind of like us saying, oh, yeah, reverse racism is a thing because, you know, <laughs> it, it's not. <laughs> but I mean, it's like a whole like rabbit hole Megan, of like what talking Megan out said. your ass. What Megan is she says what? a very non apology is apparently what Adam is, it's, is that what he, that's that's, that what that's why I, I came across to it felt like a very non apology. Yeah, uh, which which. Uh, the, because I, you know, I, he he 
he talked several times about defending people about you know uh you know being an ally against sexual assault you know that sort of thing and then for him not to apologize in that way i don't know it just seemed like it, it was weird like when I, I definitely saw his, when i saw his apologize i was like come on like you're you're but digging it, your it, own grave there's a question like it, yeah there's a question like if you're gonna apologize apologize if you're not then don't like yeah or settle this outside or i'm sorry settle this outside of the public forum um so there's in the last or the previous i can't remember which which uh episode of geeky gamer podcast we covered this two three and and now four it's important it's important um the idea... No, this is the fifth one, dude. Oh, is this the fifth one? I got you. Okay, then and three, four, and five. Motherfucker. Sorry. Motherfucker. Anyway. Sorry. Um, oh, he says CYA maneuvers only. Yeah, so cover your ass maneuvers only is mm. what Megan said. Um, well, actually, just context, because I think context is king, right? That's really what we're yeah, arguing absolutely. about. Um, when did this happen in in relation to all the people to me too to um, oh this is the middle of it this was yeah so yeah 2020 so, i mean so i think that's probably that's probably why it, you know one of the reasons why it hit so hard is like right were, you know like yeah. like as in so just for some oh. context so that you know yeah. apparently there's a dude named adam Koval who was a, a gm we talked about this yeah. last time. Yeah, we, they, <laughs> she, she was here about. the last time. That, that's literally yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah I figured. And uh, and then Megan says, "No consent is king." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, Megan, do you mean that that the the person who got offended did they consent, or are you saying that they didn't consent, or wh where mm -hmm. do you go with that? It's, it sounds uh, like I, she, no, I think I think that they did not consent to yeah. playing a oh, game okay. with with sexual sexuality. And I just public. in reading comments that well, on the forums, it seems like sex of any kind shouldn't be discussed about. And that's they were they were fans of the style without they were looking for a safe space. Yeah, uh, I, I think the. To, to me, and, and, and of course, we don't know what happened off camera or out of, you know, off Twitter. But um, to me, the most important thing should have been him going to her, the person, you know, like the actual, you know, as the perpetrator going to the the victim and, and clearing that up. I, I think if 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 that had really been cleared up and it'd be like, Oh, he made a real apology to her. There's a huge thing about, you know, reconciliation and kind of restorative justice and those sorts of things. Cause then I think it's one thing is like, Oh, look, I made this giant mistake. We talked it through, you know, I understand I've grown, you know, she's forgiven me. Sure. And then, then you step forward and it's one thing. It's another thing, uh, not to even mention the victim and be like, Oh, well, you know, should have uh you know been clear with the you know the contract up front it's like you gotta be you gotta well, be and th that's that's what megan is saying she's saying that uh they didn't consent consent is king and then mike sure i hopefully am pronouncing that right said sex rp is for vr chat <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah well i i, I, I agree with, i would agree with her completely 
Um, I, I mean, well, I, I guess I, I don't know much about VR chat because I've never done it, but <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I don't Sounds know right. anything about it um, either. Um, it's just it's just an interesting topic to me because for one thing, we 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 often push thresholds on yeah. Monday sure. nights. Yeah, you know, we we we, and I don't think anybody in our game has any issue with sexuality. Or even some mind, pretty much all mind, so <laughs> mind fucky things. <laughs> I know Dude, we've that. done some seriously, some seriously hard. Like, yeah. there's a couple of the the YouTube shorts that Ken has created that we had to put a disclaimer on, you know, because of personal harm and that kind of stuff. Like, that's one of the cool things about gaming is you can get in, as we talked about at the beginning. You can get into some serious issues and really deal with some stuff um, in a safe space, but it's got to be safe. And checking in is good. Um, you got to trust. You got to trust people. You know, if that well, one character is doing a I, thing or not doing a thing, go on. I I, I think it. You you have these tools in place, you know, that are supposed to help with with that. And and some of them are actually quite quite old. Um, so of course, you know, when you have the idea of setting expectations, it's paramount at the beginning, right? You have like called the session zero, you have like, you should have random, uh, or, or consistent check-ins, right? Not only, uh, as it's normally used, like, Hey, are, are we still having fun? Is this on topic? Is this, uh, meeting our expectations? Do we want to keep playing? Um, but to check in on the things like that, especially with, with, with new people, but then you have, uh, you know, you, you have these, these these tools. So, like, one of the things that uh, Ron Edwards put forward in Sorcerer, which is, I want to say, this was, like, back in the 90s, maybe 2000, right? This is this old. And um, so it, it was, like, uh, Blinds and, or uh, what was it called? Blind, was it Blinds and Veils? Um, uh, the, the uh, Blinds and Veils. Or something in Veils. Um, where you have this idea that there are there are hard passes that aren't going to be part of the game at all. You list those out. Okay, those are your blinds, and they're gone. Then your veils are things that can be it can be in your window, or it can be talked about, or whatever. It just doesn't happen on screen, like in the game, right? So mm -hmm. you talk about that. What? How far are we okay with it? And you have these right. ideas. So we these are the things, like right? These are the things that are totally off the table. These are the things that we're okay not being at the game table, then everything else can be at the game table. And what's interesting about that um, is that that system actually showed up in the new uh, Vampire game. Really? Yeah, they, they actually, they, I think they actually even credit Ron Edwards for that, which I thought... Oh, was, you mean the uh, Vampire the Masquerade of Fifth Ed? The, well, whatever the newest one is. The, there's like the, I'm a little bit out of it, honestly. I... Yeah. I don't know. I I think I have a copy of it somewhere, like a PDF. Uh, I need but, to read yeah. more on some of these newer systems. But. Yeah. Is it um? It's it's basically what you're describing, kind of like an X card. Is am, am I talking out my? Uh, have you heard? Yeah, of the yeah, X card? I, yeah. I think the the X card I think came a little bit after. It's kind of based off of that. But what is an X? Yeah, card? But the, but, the, uh, the the issue at hand. Apparently, they had an X card in that system. Right. Uh, well, okay. Playing. What the well, fuck first, is an X card? Okay. Uh, okay. Do you yeah, want to explain? No, I'm, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. 
Okay, so I don't know what an X card is, asshole. An X card, and I'm sure there's several ways to to use it, but the idea is that there's a card, you know, has an X on it, and if you know, and if you begin to feel uncomfortable at what's going on, right, where you have like the blinds and veils are set beforehand. But the X card is like right now in this moment, this is a thing that I'm not okay with. You can kind of you know flip it up or whatever. Now the the problem with with the X card, it's a great idea. I don't like it. But in practice, it's not a good idea. And the reason like is because when you're bombarded with something, a lot of times if it's something that makes you feel something, you're not thinking about it. You're not like instantly like, oh, here's the thing. Let me let me stop it or whatever. You're dealing you're with it. You're immersed, right? Uh, and it's only by reflection, by looking back, you're like, oh, man, I should have done that. And and this is something that we know from psychology in, in real assaults. A lot of times, right, you know, right, right, uh, right. right, you see you see somebody, oh, well, why didn't you stop it? Why didn't you just say no? Well, they're in the yeah, middle of something, right? You freak out. And, and so, so that's why, like, an, an X card is uh, – it's a good idea in theory, but I don't think it, it comes across very well at the table. So really? to, to use that as a defense for that case, so well, they had an X card in that game, she could have done that. Was well, really, really that doesn't help is, the situation. What is a freeze response? When you literally freeze up, like if something's traumatizing you, you're not okay with it. It's you know, it's easy to look back in retrospect and say like, oh, I should have done X, Y, and Z. But when it's happening, right. freeze yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Flight, fright, or what? It flight, fight, free. Right. <clears throat> yeah. There's a bunch of uh like little videos on Twitter, or TikTok, or whatever of, you know, specifically one. It's this, like, teenage girl. She's walking down this alleyway. This car comes up, and the door opens up, and the guy's like trying to get her in to the car to take her away. And I believe it's either a dog or a cat runs out and fucking chases this dude off. Like just going ape shit. And so the car speeds away and the girl's just sitting there fucking freezed, right? Or frozen in the comment section. All these people are like, dude, what the fuck? Like run. What is wrong with you? And even myself, like watching it, I was like, GTFO, get the fuck out. What are you doing? What are you doing? And there you go. Like, what do you do? You're completely frozen, you know? So yeah, the X card, I'd never heard of it. Um, I It seems, I, I get the idea. And I think in certain situations, it'd be fine. Uh, it irks me. Like, I would rather, I'd rather someone, if I'm running, I should say, I would rather someone be like, Hey, that's uncomfortable. But then would they be able to, right? I mean, that's the thing. Well, I mean, it, it goes not only with uncomfortable topics, but it goes with your game in general, right? Yeah. And you, you have to be able to communicate. And unfortunately, that means a lot of times it, it, it happens in uh in, in reflect you know, reflecting back. Mm. Um I think that's why just setting your expectations is so important up front, especially with new people. And, and being honest about those expectations. Yeah. I mean, you got to be as best you can. And then you, you know, you check in and, and you go through it. Um, I mean, I think it's fairly easy when you're playing with people that you already know, like your buddies. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's sure. when you're starting with with it's, new it's people. A professional, yeah. They're in a professional environment and 
or you know, yeah. I'm sure somebody was getting paid in that environment. Is roll twenty, I think, is what they were. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh. On a on a different note, talk talk about uh. I I feel like we should we should move on or no? Are we are we done with this? Yeah. Let me do chat really quick. Uh, Mike. Okay, yeah. Sure. Hopefully, I'm not mispronouncing your name. If I am, what can I say? Uh, the DM should have more control over the situation. Megan says the all-powerful phrase fade to black. Yeah, like I mean, it's over. It it happened. It's it's ho hopefully people can learn from what happened. Um, well, the idea I bet of, he did. of like like don't um, have sex at the table. Like, you know, there's plenty of games that that I've I've run, and the moment that things start getting a little bit, you can feel it, right? If you start getting a little racy. Fade to black. Uh, you know what happens. Hey, so what do you do? Oh, we go in there and shit goes down. Right. Roll performance right on. Cool. You joke about it. You do whatever people can do and you move on. In a public forum, that's a big old conversation. You have so much liability. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really it, it's really hard when the DM is also the perpetrator because in a game... There's a lot where, you know, you're giving power over to this person. They're running yeah. the show. You know, it's, it's like this, the same as, you know, a director or something like that. You know, so if they're the one doing the thing. Well, then, know, and they, that's the thing. There is, with the responsibility, what's the Spider-Man quote? With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, right? like, like, I don't, I can't, again, I don't know the Adam Cobol thing, but just to use him as a scapegoat <laughs> or as an example. <laughs> um it is on him. You know, he's the DM. Hmm. Uh, or he's the GM. And if someone got, even if it just got butthurt, it's still on him. It was a public forum. Um, you got to deal with that. And if it was something that was actually like a sexual assault type situation, you got to deal with it. Deal with it with grace uh, and go ye there forth. Hmm. Because... If I'm in a game, for example, I've been accused of being a bully. I wrote a fucking short film about it. Um, where I had a huge falling out with someone. And uh, they were in my game. This has happened several times. <laughs> and uh, years later, it comes back. And they're like, you did this, 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 and this. And you did it because of this. And there's this whole narrative of why. And from my perspective, none of it's true. But from their perspective, it is. Now, we can just not be friends, which is what happened in many of those situations. But mm -hmm. if that had been a public forum, you know, there's an element of, I mean, if I'm the arbiter or the GM, I do bear a lot of the responsibility of how that looks. And I chose to go along with it and act a certain way. So... I don't know. I'm not sure the right the right way of going about that, but I think it goes beyond who's right or wrong or what really happened, right? Now it's into the interpretation of what happened. And regardless of the intention, regardless of the truth, actually, the aftermath is what you're actually dealing with. Like the fact that so-and-so was hurt and it was interpreted 
that's what you're well, actually dealing with. It's one thing that that I think we we may have even talked about before, but in any time any time that you have a one of these interpersonal conflicts, there tend to be. Well, there can be others, but for the most part, you have two things going on. The first is the actual problem, the mm. thing that occurred in dealing with. But the second one is how the people feel. And a lot of times those get conflated, right? Because mm. what you have in any sort of conflict is some person saying that they're talking about their point of view and they're trying to explain things. And the other person trying to emote or share how they feel. And you don't have that connection, which sometimes you have to take the problem, the truth of it, or the actuality of it and set it aside and be like, okay, let's handle how we feel about this first. And then, you know, once you get to that sort of uh, common ground, after the emotions are gone and you're thinking again, then you can bring the problem back and then you can talk about it. Because you notice... Uh, you know, I think we've all gone through this, right? If you have a really intense emotional argument with someone, you're not seeing anything that matters at first. You're just emoting and yelling and you're upset, right? And then after that dies away and your emotions are drained, then suddenly you're having a great conversation and everything makes sense. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry too. Do that. So I, I think, you know, when when it when it comes to to a situation like that in public, you have this third this third idea of not only how people feel and what the problem is, but you also have this this image, and you have the public and uh, a a voice that's out there, and that's I don't even know how to, to navigate that. I just, and I sincerely hope I'm never in any sort of public scandal. <laughs> um, isn't isn't that the goal of us as creators? I mean, yeah. the only way we're ever going to get any views is if we do something a little bit a that little pisses some people off. Like yeah, that's, that's where we're gonna black watch games <laughs> if, if i were you know if, if i were back in my 20s if i were still in my 20s then maybe i would uh you know, yeah you don't I think want that something, you don't want do something crazy yeah. but no you're getting you too old i mean yeah, we, it's yeah. just adventurers we kick some ass yeah we did yeah, newbie and death squad hmm it's it's really it's really uh newbie and death squad is that what you said Oh my god, that does sound a little bit uh <laughs> it's an edgy edgy. It was a one punk band there. we had yeah. back in the day. It's good. Uh Megan says sexual explicit topics yellow, sexual abuse red. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like uh it's like the blinds and veils that I was talking about, right? That yeah, yeah. that that sort of yeah, right? Yeah. Like okay. culturally, but murder's okay. I'm just murder's I'm just fine. Gonna... Murder hobo. Yeah. Uh, so so really quick. So it's it's eleven fourteen for you, Jeff. Right. Ten fourteen for you, Ken. Um, how do you guys feel about wrapping things up in the next fifteen minutes or so? Yeah, let's. I think we need to wrap things good? up. My my grandmother's. She's the up and at it. She's, agitated for some reason so yeah. i feel like i may, might need a little more per participation and cool. and her and streaming. Uh, that's why i keep getting up and and walking yeah. away and then coming back and so yeah. um, uh how many well, times did you guys uh this is an open question to either uh bill or jeff how many times were you worried about being arrested in china never yeah, never. 
yeah, yeah. so is so it... one of one of the things about this this is this is something that this is something that i've told people before um and jeff we were in some situations ourselves you know there might be one or two yeah, I just now thought of one too. It. Yeah, yeah. I thought of a David's one. <laughs> actually, you went inside actually, China, and then then I and then, and then there's actually, and there's there, so I, I yeah I can thought of one in China, and then there's one right outside of China in Mongolia. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a couple. So yeah. this was this is the thing that I would say. Um, I fear. Disclaimer, okay. Disclaimer. I respect the police in America. Okay. That said, I fear the police in America. Anytime I see police, uh, there's the potential some shit can go down. If I'm walking, you know, I wear all black because I keep it real. Anytime I'm walking across the, uh, the parking lot, at any moment, I could get assaulted by the fucking police. And the law doesn't matter. They got the guns and the tasers and they're bigger than me. And that's it. They can make my life a living hell. They could kill me and they'll get suspended. You know, and I'm a white guy, right? In China, never did I feel this way. I never feared the police. I never was like, oh God, where are the police? Oh shit, I'm walking across the way. I mean, every so often, you know, if you've traveled, you'll be in an airport and you'll see a motherfucker with a machine gun and you realize, oh, don't fuck around in the airport. They have a machine gun, right? So there's that element. You know when Seems not like, to fuck around. Yeah, yeah. they're not only going to fuck around with you, but they'll if they have you. a machine they'll gun, they'll, they'll, just they'll get everybody around you Tiananmen as well. Square, if you're in Tiananmen yeah. Square and you fuck around, you'll be disappeared. Now, you will probably just be questioned and... No, you won't be tanked. You'll probably be snatched, put into a fucking van, driven away, mm. questioned, and then let off somewhere. Most likely. Don't fuck around with the cops. This is what my point is. In China, in Cambodia, in fucking uh, Vietnam, any of these places... Um, you don't see the government until you fucking do. Yeah. And when you do... Yeah, I was in, in Thailand for for half a year, maybe a little more than half a year. I don't think I, I remember seeing a single police officer ever. Yeah. Nope. Don't fuck around. But if you do, there's no leeway. Yeah. So it's very easy to get into this mentality of, oh, things are safe. It's like they are safe. Yeah. Until the shit hammer comes down, Jeff, go on. Yeah, I I also think that you know it helps that you know they they don't carry guns. You know, unless you're talking about I like the, the you know the well, guy with the machine gun, but, <laughs> but like normal police officers, they don't. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, I remember, uh, I don't know, I was kind of on a tear one night, uh, just you know down the whiskey, listening to music pretty loud, and a, a couple buddies were over. Uh, Derek was one of them, and I guess we were too loud. And, and and people called the cops on us. First time that has ever happened to oh. me in China. It's crazy. Um, and I guess you know they knew that I was I was a foreigner. Uh, there's That's a knock true. at the door, and I'm like, "What's that?" So so Derek gets up to get the door, and he like oh, opens no. the door, and and they like you know they start talking to him. He can't speak Chinese. He he can't. 
and, and he he looks over at me and he's like, "Hey, there are four cops here. Like they sent four cops." I'm like, "Yeah, so like only four? He's like, "Should I? You know, yes. should should we get more? Like we're like joking about it. The we rest you know downstairs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're not even we're not even concerned. You know, we kind of like you know joke at him and uh, and and they're trying to be serious, but it's like. It was just there long enough to know that, you know, I, cause I've seen, I think part of it is because I've seen a Chinese person and a cop fight like fist fight. And then they just both walk away. Like no one's arrested. There's no guns. Like I, I've seen that happen before. Yeah. So like, you know, they're not going to do that's the thing because when, when, yeah. when the shit goes down, the shit goes down. Uh, right. For example, if you have drugs in China, they're gone. Oh yeah. They'll kill you. Like They'll you, you'll your go brain. walk your dog. You're gone. Yeah, that was that was the same in Thailand. It was like, nope. If somebody like I, I think um, somebody asked me for a cigarette, and uh, when I was in Thailand, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's a because I I heard that if you if you gave somebody a cigarette, they they'd kick your butt or something like that's that's like a thing, you know. It's bad thing for them with, or something. Like like, <laughs> you could be at a yeah. table where they're passing around. Uh, a joint and everybody's tie and if you pick that up you know it's kind of like a, a bust almost they're just kind of going for you in that situation um yeah Thailand, and, thailand's different like, it's it's it, it's got a different feel to it um sure oh i'm sure it's completely the, different the I time mean, the time that we were we were worried about the cops uh jeff i think you were there you may not have been there yet um did you know waka the roommate okay so it was yeah. right before you got there we went to this club and uh in beijing and they had one of those dance floors that like lit up like like billy jean you know nice. you step on it and like light up and, like a disco <clears throat> yeah like a disco um like uh like saturday night Live or saturday night fever and uh one of the <laughs> nice. yeah and it was loud and everything and we we were with um, the lead singer of a band. So one of the people, one of the, the Chinese girls that we were, <clears throat> who was a part of sort of our cadre, um, she worked for the music industry and she was chaperoning this lead singer for some band, some like fucking rock band that was on tour. And so he wanted to go rip and tear and do whatever. Um, so we went to this disco, whatever. He's shit housed. Uh, and this is at a time when, like, your phone, like, was just big and heavy and, like, just a big brick, right? And so he pulls out his phone. We're about to leave. He pulls out his phone, and he drops it on the dance floor. And the dance floor fucking cracks and glitches out. I remember the story. Yeah. All right? Just goes... <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> so you have me, my buddy, Waka... Uh, my girlfriend at the time, this French girl who could speak Chinese because she's like half French, half half Chinese, and then her friends, and all of us, all at the same time, were like, "Fucking go!" Like not even talking, just going for the door, leave the phone, fucking throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're out. Don't pick up your coat. Do not pass go. Get on your fucking motor scooter, and we. Down the house, down the fucking alleyway. Peace, right? Oh no. Oh no. 
He's like, oh, my phone. Oh, the floor. Oh, you know, this whole thing that fucking foreigners do in China where they like make a deal with it. And, you know, uh, the club owners came by and people have this people have this uh, this idea that Chinese people are small. Some of the largest people I've ever met have been Chinese. Uh, are they Mongolian? I don't know. These two dudes, you know, enormous people. Like I think they manufacture them. They're 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 built like refrigerators, right? They have hands. <laughs> like 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 bananas. <laughs> they they lumber out <laughs> and surround us. Um, now we're in the back, big argument with all the, uh, you know, the Chinese girls, the, 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 the club owners, they call the cops. Of course, they're paying the, off the cops. So we call the cops, blah, 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 blah. And there's a point where we're like, we look at the dude who's like, I've got all this money. It's cool. I can just pay him if they want. They wanted like $3,000 context. Jeff, do you think that dance floor cost $3,000? Absolutely not. And like uh, I would be certain, I, I don't know, like fifty bucks. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, oh, because he's stupid, and he's a white guy in fucking China. So he's pulled out his wallet already. Oh no! Just you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh idiot! He's pulling idiot. out yeah. money. He's like, he's like, I'm so sorry, and we're like, shut the fuck up. Oh my god, you tool, you fucking tool bag. Shut the fuck up. There's a moment where literally where we all like look, you know, like the hands on the shoulder, boop, 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 boop. It's ready to go. Drag this motherfucker and just run out the back on a fucking motor scooter. Some dudes like ride it backwards, you know, fucking feet going everywhere. Tear ass. Thought we were going to the police station that night. And, you know, what are you going to what's going to happen? You're going to get fucked. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There was I'm a point where we it. tried to get into Mongolia, Jeff. I thought I was going to jail there. Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah. Because uh, it, it, on his passport, Dumbass had blonde hair. Uh, he had dyed <laughs> no. and, and they just did not believe it. And so <laughs> they pull him off into a room, and there's like a dude with like a Dubshenka on, like a long coat, like a commissar. Like, <laughs> like grilling him, and he's like, "Here, I can show you that it's really me." And he's like, "Okay." They let him get on a tablet to look at Facebook because you can do you can go Facebook <laughs> right. on Mongolia. But this motherfucker's name is Bill Bunkum on Facebook, and it says Will Hurst in his password passport. They don't believe him, and I remember I'm like, I'm there. And just got dark. Yeah, there, Dude, it there's was like so the... cold. It was winter <laughs> in Mongolia. Uh, negative 40 negative 40 yeah oh my god i, I remember like Ugh. talking to her like we're waiting outside i'm like i'm like my god is like, go I, I, i've been here uh i've been here a month and i'm about to go fight the mongolian military like, i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna have to and I, I tell her i'm like i'm about to go up there and just grab him we're gonna have to run i don't know what we're gonna do you know Dude. i mean we rode into the country on boxes like oh my god <laughs> you, remember, you can't you can't walk up to the border it's called Zaman Ud. You can't, or Arlian. You can't go to the border. Okay. You have to hire a truck to go about, what is it? Yeah. 
like half a mile. Yeah, yeah. And so we we hire this truck that has no seats. Okay, it's negative forty. Just in the back of yeah, no you're seats. In the back of We're just truck. on these boxes, and the guy who's sitting there, uh, Jenny, was um she was Korean, so she could speak Korean, and the guy could speak Korean, so we could actually talk. This guy had the most beautiful eyes of any human being. Yeah, like a gorgeous, like. Uh... Green, green. <laughs> and he's just beautiful, and he's totally Mongolian as shit. And driving down, driving mm, with a giant like tall boy of beer, like this <laughs> Russian beer, just pounding it as he's driving. You want some? It's like seven in the morning. Oh yeah, dude. Fucking nine minus forties. I told them yeah. uh, they they brought me upstairs. This huge rug and like a bear skin, and everybody's in like fucking you know military shit like Che Guevara shit and they're like who are you and the guy's like drinking and smoking a cigar what the fuck am I doing here they're like we know your passport's fake they said we know your passport's fake just tell us you're in trouble with the Chinese government and we'll let you in I was like (laughs) what like, yeah. mm, just tell us that this is fake and you're 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 trying to escape the Chinese government and we'll let you in. Right. And I'm like, all right, yeah, motherfuckers, yeah. just let me back into communist China, okay? So then the way that I got in is I helped them uh in English, because they couldn't speak English very well, I helped them create their own Facebook accounts. Whoa. Yeah. Right, because I remember and, like the the like the girl was like showing him pictures of her kids or something like and they went in the back and they were like, laughing they were like out? what are all these pictures and I was like god damn it that's from like 2005 like my punk ass like drunk in downtown Lexington in a bush you know <laughs> like, <laughs> like fucking face down you know, like builds, Megan like this, international like experience. <laughs> That's right. And they're like, wait, uh, wait, wait to really put the best foot forward there, buddy. Good. So like, oh, your so, your social media presence does matter. I think Whatever, that that, that encapsulates their names. That I feel like that is the encapsulation of this episode. Your social media presence does matter. The green eyed well, dragon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last words, Jeff, before we end uh, this episode. Uh, well, you know, thank you for having me. It was uh, a lot of fun. It was interesting. It was good to see you guys. Uh, nice to meet you uh, as as well. Um, me too. Yeah. Um, so I hope to do it again. And, you know, maybe next time we'll talk more gaming. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, hey, if not, if not then not. Less, that, that's fine with me too. Less national and international scandal. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. A, but that's a good thing. We need to get you on a one shot this month if you have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially this month it would be great. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe so we'll maybe not this weekend but next weekend. If uh last thoughts uh Ken. Uh don't intellectually rape people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without their consent. Solid advice. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
no, I think uh, I think it's it's out the door if it's if it's there's no such thing. I mean, that's just the point of yeah. All right, Megan, Megan says those pictures that I took random acts of ninja. So for real, I'm not I'm not I was not making any of that up. Megan was there with my our buddy Sketch White, uh, and 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 myself, and we were climbing on buildings. Megan actually got us out of getting arrested by the cops on that one as well. Nice. Good yeah. to have friends. Uh, Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Last words, Erin, Super Jones. Jones, um, thanks for having me. This was fun. Sorry I caught it at the tail end of this esoteric conversation. Um, it's always I'll pleasure. come back another time. Yes, nice to meet you, Jeff. I've heard stories, so now I'm connecting oh. those with a face. Wonderful. It, yeah. It's the best all way. Terrible the best things. Way. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Oh, totally true. Wrong. Yeah. I, it's all true, too. <laughs> Someday we'll get the band back together. I tell people mm. the band is all, it, it's still going. We just haven't mm. gotten back. Yeah, to it totally is. Yeah. What instrument do you play, um, Jeff? I don't. Tuba. Oh, nice. All right. No, no, I, uh, best band. I pretend to play bass, drums. Cool. You know, make sounds. It was good. Quite nice. Well. It's fun. I, right. I think I've heard. Yeah, you want to roll it out? Anyway, yeah, we'll roll, roll it out. Um, thank you to our Patreon. Um, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash redlore. Uh, Tim Roberts, Daniel Hulker, Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Thank you for all this stuff you guys do. You guys are awesome. Uh, Couchfire Media, thanks for the art and media production. And Twa Reblay production. Uh, thank you for uh, being a friend. Hi. <laughs> we out. We'll be back next Thursday, 7 p.m. ish Eastern Standard. Good night, y'all. Yeah, good night.